poppin'. We're rolling a new week in the deals in the D.com studios. And our presenting sponsor, Hall Financial. February's the best time to buy a home in Michigan, but of course it's not February anymore, is it? Well, it's early March. So it's a good time to buy. And uh, Hall Financial's got the Buy Smart program, February, March, whenever, giving you up to $2,500 toward your down payment if you qualify. That's a nice chunk of change. Plus, pre-approved same day with the most credible pre-approval in the industry. False Hall Financial's five-star certified pre-approval. Then connect you with a top realtor, too, from their exclusive realtor network. Call Hall first. That's all we ask. 866-CALL or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. And um, I was thinking about Mike Clark this morning because I saw that uh, Madonna's brother died. Yeah, Tony, uh, Tony Ciccone. Yeah, and... Um, I think Mike knew him like as a teenager. He did. He Didn't was Madonna's he? oldest brother. I believe they both went to Rochester Adams, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tony, you know, I remember when it seemed like he was sort of connected to Madonna at some point, and then he was working at his dad's winery, which Madonna gave her dad. And then he was, uh, the next thing I heard, he was homeless and he was an alcoholic living under a bridge. Like in Traverse City or somewhere up north. Yeah, and and then he made the comment that my family doesn't doesn't care about me. They don't care if I freeze to death, which is just funny. And then uh, because you go wrapped to today and you see all these uh, like tweets like from my heart, uh, our thoughts are with you, Madonna. <laughs> like, I don't know what she really cared about her brother. I don't know. I mean, my thoughts are with Madonna too. All he did was bitch about her. She offered to help him, but uh, her well, offer my, was, my was to send him to rehab. Her. So that he didn't want that help. No, he he into, I mean, to defense of her, you can only help those that want to be helped. I must I'm say, so in love with my brother right now. <laughs> in reading about him, he may be one of the few people that I like less than Madonna. He sounds like a real <laughs> jerk. Uh, but Mike knew him. He talked about, yeah, I think Mike got a cool. kick out of him anyway. Said he became alienated from Madonna one year on his birthday when her assistant called to ask, how much money you want as a gift? I think it's kind of nice. Yeah. Why didn't he say a million dollars? But no, he was offended. Why? What? Why would he be? What a stupid present. I guess because the assistant called. I mean, the the correct answer to that is how much you got. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And then he's living under a bridge in a sleeping bag with another homeless guy named Michael. I bet Michael would have liked to get that birthday call from the assistant. (laughs) He could get a hotel room and a bunch of crack and go to town. Go to town. Get off the on, corner, crackhead. On each other? <laughs> was it romantic? Crack, with the with the crack pipe. Oh. I I don't know. You know, I, honestly, that was unclear to me. Was was Anthony, was he? Gay? I don't know. I have no idea. It said he lived under the in a sleeping bag. Well, not in the sleeping bag, but under a bridge in a sleeping bag with another homeless guy named Michael. So I wasn't sure. Well, maybe, maybe he maybe lived on the out other, other side of the bridge. Just roommates. Sometimes you got to share what you, you know, when you have a little. Yeah. Sounds like there was only one sleeping bag. So I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> maybe they had one big one. They zipped two together. It's like, I don't understand it. It's like, how did these people get homeless anyways? I mean. I mean, what went wrong? Did they, like, lose their keys or something? Or did they just, like, <laughs> forget, you know? No, okay. dumbass. They're all a bunch of lazy bums. <laughs> oh. He didn't like being known as Madonna's brother. Oh, well, yeah, who would? So why don't you change your name? Move away. Don't work at the winery that changes she, name. She doesn't she go by your dad. At least, At least his face matches hers now. <laughs> oh, did you see the list? <laughs> What? Who's what, does he look like Jigsaw? Some maybe he was bloated. 
Did you happen to see the uh, the last picture of him they were using? The mugshot? No. He's got the biggest stitches going across his forehead. Like, holy crap. Oh, yeah. So Why did they use that photo? Sad. I don't know. The most I, recent one they have. No, I, it's I just, not. I just want to wish him the best and uh, Madonna and the family. My, my thoughts this are difficult her, time. Yeah. Her, uh, family and friends. I hope, hope you're doing okay. Anyway, uh, that's too bad. Anthony Chacone. Um, gone too soon. Yeah. 66. Shiny and sparkly and splendidly bright. Here one day, gone one, one night. night. Gone, gone too, too soon. soon. Uh, the crew at Zot Ford so and Holly is hoping to help <laughs> you get a brand new Ford, all while delivering great details and a world-class experience. Lease a new loaded 22 Ford F-150 Super Crew XLT 4x4 as low as two ninety two for just 24 months. Or uh, they got the jammed up 22 Ford Explorer XLT four-wheel drive as low as three thirty three. Also, just 24 months. And if you tell our friends at Zot Ford, uh, actually, you don't even have to say anything. Just say you listen to the show. They'll give you the 500 bucks worth of accessories at no additional charge with your new F-150. And they're still paying two grand over your praise value when you lease or buy a new Ford Escape, Edge, or Explorer. But uh, only if you know the new Drew Mike password for MrSkin.com, which everyone but Maz seems to know. Mm-hmm. Finally, Gabar and the hottest sales staff. Actually, that is it. Just say that. Finally, uh, the hottest sales staff in Oakland County, they're going nuts and offering 0% financing on lots of new in-stock vehicles. I don't know how they do that. So go check out their voluptuous inventory and dazzling deals at dealsinthed.com. And don't forget uh, our legacy partners, friends. You know about them. They save you all the money in home insurance and auto insurance, and they specialize in business insurance, too. And they're independent, so they shop all the carriers out there to get you a great, great deal. You know what they did for me this year, too? Because I changed uh, two years ago, and my account was coming up due here. They called me out of the blue and said, hey, we want to switch you again, and we'll save you about $400. I'm like, wow, I wasn't even planning on that. Sounds like like you just sit around worrying about your insurance. I feel like they were. It was very geared towards me. Yeah, and I got a call from the spokesman, Tom Mazaway, who was very offended that we did not call him on... Uh, last week. Well, his window is so it's tiny, for Christ's sake. Oh, he was angry. Oh, sorry. Well, we would have interrupted his bowling. Did you tell him that? <laughs> I did tell him that. He's got a lot of leverage. 586 209 4106 for Legacy Partners. Tell him we sent you for sure. And uh, Eli Zarrett via Zoom, the Hall Financial Zoom line. Uh, where are you starting today, Eli? Dr. Yaldo oh. presents. That's right. Start with the intro. Say it my way. An Eli Zarrett production. The turn your angel eyes my way. Whose song is that? It's the Jeff Healy band. Wow, we're going deep and soft on ice songs. Uh, Dr. Yellow brings you Eli Zarrett. Uh, Eli, were you going to start with uh, Don Shane? Eli? Uh, Apparently he's. To, uh, he's in mourning. Can't, yeah, can't seem to speak. I thought we'd check this. Yeah, Ben. Uh, I heard him. me. What happened? There he, there he is. There you go. Not not on my end. Hey, there he is. Point the fingers, but not on my end. Can someone anyway. tell me what fluke uh, allowed Eli's mic to work? Uh, all the mute sudden? button. Oh. Right over here on this side. And I'm nuts. Is that you? <laughs> my focus is a little <laughs> off right now. Jesus well, Christ. I, before I talked about Don, I did do want to say I, I'd never heard the term voluptuous inventory before. <laughs> Whose yeah. writing is that? That's that's Steve pretty Guevara. colorful. Steve Guevara. Yeah. Very good. Very good. And there's not a lot in the way of voluptuous inventory these days. Mm. 
Anyway, anyway uh, the, the uh, Don Shane story is obviously very, very sad. Um, I like to start by saying, why is nobody saying what he died of? Doesn't when you ever you hear of a death, don't you always think, well, especially somebody who's younger than, than you'd expect to die from old age, well, what did he die of? And sometimes they say cause wasn't mentioned. Nobody seems to want to say, because this is a very sad story that's been ongoing for years now. Don died of, of Parkinson's that may have, I don't know whether a, a blow to the head can give you Parkinson's. I'm not a doctor, but he did get smashed on the sidelines during a Michigan game in 2009. And shortly after that, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's. And then a lot of times it leads to dementia. So for the last several years, it could be as many as three or four. He's been in a facility and really just nowhere, you know, not himself. It's very, very oh, sad. So you said he got a, you said he got hit in two thousand nine. Didn't he have an incident on the ice? Didn't he have a slip and fall on the ice? Um do you not, not recall that. this? Chris Millen busted his ribs in a dare done. Is that what it was? Okay. <laughs> that was different. Yeah. <laughs> Tate Forcier ran out of bounds into him too, in a Michigan yeah. game. Yeah. But in any case, That's it's awesome. very, very sad. Okay. And, uh, Eli, I'll, I'll, since you're asking the hard questions, I'll ask you a hard question. It said he was surrounded by his two children when he passed away. A paragraph after it mentioned his wife of 38 years. So does that mean his wife was not surrounding him? It was Probably confusing. so. She, th- when I met Don, when I got to Channel 4 in 1980, he had started there in 1978. He was 26 years old. He's two years younger than me. He'd been with Mona, his wife, for a long, long time. Yeah. And I don't know whether their divorce was precipitated. She she has not said any. She has not gone public with anything about him. And so I, you have to respect that. But did she divorce him because of his condition, because of some financial situation with the family? I don't know. But they have not been together for some oh. time so it doesn't surprise me okay, that, the, that that it didn't say that that she was at his side so timing just the, sounded incredibly bad for him it's bad you know uh that's don, really sad don don uh was and this is about him not me but i can explain a little bit about him by saying he affected my career greatly in two ways the first was oh let's make it about got, you Let's make it about me. No. When I got there in 1980, he was he kindly he and Brandstander too. I got to mention, I had never done television. I was a radio guy. I was at WRIF. I'm sure you've heard of the station. I was at RIF, and they and they brought me and a couple of other radio people over to to just help the station out of out of its out of the abyss it had been in for years. So the radio audience for me and Jennifer Moore, and they hired some newspaper people too, like Mike Wendland. But Don taught me television. He was very generous, very kind about that. And and a story that was never really uh, publicized for, for for good reason. He made a huge career, a, a bad career decision that really hurt him and helped me. And that was he was he was a star, you know, videotape. I, I talked a lot about the videotape and, and satellites changing television in the late 70s. I talked about it in the in the special. I know you guys were too busy to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even going to point out that I watched it the second time it aired again. Yeah, I watched it, too. <laughs> Jeez. I take that back. It was also um, on uh, New Year's Eve, I think. Some people watched it then. Jeez. But but highlights were new, and right away you could tell oh some people God, could, could so do them on the, on the local news, and some people couldn't. Ackerman, who was the boss at Channel 4, couldn't voice highlights, didn't want to voice highlights, thought video got in the way, whereas Don was was young and one of the first and was really, really good. And uh, it was him in this market. You had Warner Wolf in New York, Pablo Bell, you mentioned in Boston. So it was a whole new world, and Don was very, very good, and his star was rising quickly. What happened, though, he was doing Final Edition, the first 
he brought it to the market in 1981. There were enough, enough video now that you could do a half hour show and have enough pictures to show. And so he was busy. He did the 530 News and Final Edition. And when the Tiger Show came along in 82, because Channel 4 had the rights, he could have done it. It was his show. They asked him to do it, but he didn't want to give up Final Edition, wasn't sure how the show would work. And he passed on it and they gave it to me and I was new and it was very influential in my career. And poor Don, his contract was up in 83 and they didn't renew him. So he was the, the he won a, sp- a bunch of polls. He was really the best in the market, I think. And yet I replaced him. There it wasn't enough room for the two of us because I developed quickly, apparently. And so Late that was kind of set. Ooh. What was that? Al-, Al Ackerman was still there? Yeah. Yeah. He oh, was okay. there until till the till the nineties. Anyway, he um uh, Don went to Chicago for three years, Boston for three years, came back at Channel 7 and had a very long run. But this is a little history because probably most people, unless you're, you know, in your at least in your 50s or 60s, don't remember him from being at, at Channel 4. But nope. he was. That's where I started in this town. But and I, um, I think it, one of the most memorable things is he had the, that interview with Bo. You're right. I mean, wasn't Bo doing Bo the, died at Channel 7. At, at Channel 7. Right. Doing the, Channel doing the 7? show with him. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the the Bo show moved from station to station, and it happened to be at Channel Seven at that yeah. time. It had been, at, it had been at other. I think Brandstetter did it at Channel Four too, but I don't know, maybe not. But uh, anyway, very very sad. Uh, Don Don was. Um, I'm, I'm. It's nice to see him fondly remembered. I was. Uh, they. I was actually on the ticket today. They called me about that. Oh. Wow. And uh, and uh, it was. It was. Uh, you know. He was uh, he, he, he's been gone for a while here for, for 10 years from the market. But it's nice to see people remember. And don't forget, back in the 80s, you know, when he came back in 89, that's when people really watch local news. It's really become an afterthought ever since. But from 1988, when I came back from New York to 1995, those seven years, every night at 11 o'clock, Don, Bernie and me going head to head. And it was a, an interesting era, I think, in local television and certainly in my career it so, was uh, it seemed much more competitive than two and the promos were always really well done and and radio too radio had radio ran commercials and radio had billboards everywhere and it just changed so much and both both mediums you're yeah. right well newspaper too for that matter right, and it seems right. it's just for the worse i mean i feel lucky i was in it when i was in it because now i I mean, there's just not that many people paying attention to these mediums the way they, at least the way they used to. Right. Back, back in your day uh, and, and my day, the people on radio and television were rock stars in this town. You had, uh, you know, uh, radio guys that had been around for years, like Purton and you guys and JJ and the morning crew and on and on it goes. You had JP McCarthy, huge listenership and local dues. It, we were, we were, uh, we were the, 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 you know, the main entertainment Superstars. people in town. Yeah. yeah, superstars. It was very different when I went to New- you know, here. It was wow. I see you on Channel Four. That's so cool. And in New York, what do you do for a living? <laughs> I do. I, I do, the, I, I do the late. Deal. I do the news on Channel Seven. <laughs> oh, well, that's nice. I, I don't watch TV stuff like. <laughs> yeah, they have real celebrities there. <laughs> well, I, I remember growing up in Chicago, and the radio stars were huge stars huge. to me because yeah. you didn't have any other stars. I mean, information. I am a big shot, right? And I loved radio too. And, and even more so in Detroit, because at least in, in New York, you know, you got you got theater and you got movies and you got local celebrities. The same so so, so in Chicago, whereas Detroit, there was no entertainment except for radio and television. So Sports, yeah. you're a little bit bigger then. But, you know, fe- feeling feeling nostalgic about all of this, um, I'm feeling this, which brings me to the Tigers. I, I want to talk a little bit about the Tigers, if I can, because, you know, it's it's 
they are still the legacy team in this town, right? They were the first, 1901. Lines didn't come till the 30s. Wings were late 20s. Pistons not till the 50s. But, you know, the Tigers are Detroit sports, and it's been such a bad run in this century. Nine times they've lost 90 games or more. They've lost 106, 114, and 119. In the last six years, 98 twice. Ninety and so, but now there's a little bit of hope, and it always no, springs eternal. Not hope. I don't know. I'm you, never hope. No, no hope. No. I can't be optimistic at all. No. Yeah, you can't. I, I, some things. If some things happen, no. it could. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about baseball is you can win five of your first six games, and all of a sudden, it's like, hey, what's going on here? Torkelson <laughs> hit a few home runs, and I mean, you never know. Right. It does but, happen. You know, People do get hot at strange times. Well, well they do. But the 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 thing that they're counting on is that. The guys who had crappy seasons last year will do better. I'll, I'll, I'll throw a few positives out and see if, see if I can bring Brandon along a little bit. No, you won't. Spent, Spencer Turnbull back from Tommy John surgery looks good through a no hitter in, in uh, 2021. Got hurt mm. though. He's back. Austin Meadows had all these. They, he was a former all star. They got him last spring. He had terrible uh, uh, mental illness issues last year, panic attacks, anxiety, missed most of the season. Hit for no he seems power. To be back what? on steady ground. He's a 30 he home good. run guy. He's right. got to hit some so, home runs. A lot of overs. And his brother's playing, too. Is his brother a good player? They picked well, him up. He's a minor up. leaguer. He, he's, he's really slated for AAA this year. Is that okay. His name is, is Peyton or Paxton. I'm not sure what his brother's name is. But uh, he had a homer yesterday in their in their debut. So, okay, Torquey, or Torx, as you call him, can't can't be as bad. Can he? Eight, no, eight homers, sent down mid-year, hit 203. So that's three things. You got Badu, who was very exciting in 21, had a crappy year last year. <laughs> he but did. <laughs> he, he should get better again. He's so uh, fast. What? He's got great wheels, incredible wheels on that guy. The team's going to be really bad. There's no way they can beat the Twins, White Sox, or the Guardians. Sorry. I, I was listening to Pat Caputo this morning on 97.1 <laughs> Talking Baseball. I must have just missed you, uh, Eli. But... As they were talking about Torkelson, I realized something that if Torkelson really struggles this year, it's kind of sort of bust, I bust. mean over. He's a bust, or well, I mean, can he? Then it's just a matter of is he even worth having? Well, he's young. He's only what twenty two or twenty three. So I, I, I don't think you can write him off just yet. And he hasn't been had, any, had a career ending injury or anything. But uh, come on, he's he, you know I I, I, I feel like there's. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on him this year to do something. I mean, hit right. 20 homers, do hit 270. Going to have a new third baseman, probably Nick Maton or Matone. I'm not sure how you pronounce Ooh. his name. Nick, Nick, Nick. <laughs> Nobody Nick, knows. Nick, oh, yeah, Nick, Phillies. Nick Matone. This all sounds very reminiscent of the before last year. Yeah. This team's going to be really sounds bad this exa- year. It sounds exactly the same thing. You guys, last year. you guys all said this before last year, too. Except for the uh, <laughs> except for the year before last, they actually had all had good years, and some yeah. managed to win 77 games. This is a black day so, for baseball. So it was more believable last year. It was. It, it was more believable last year, but everything fell apart last but, year. But to your defense, it couldn't be worse. Well, they lost, their starting pitchers missed. How many starting pitchers do they have in the disabled list last year? I don't know. It, Casey it's Mize crazy. He's not coming back yet. Casey Mize is still out recovering from Tommy John's surgery. And, of course, you got Javi Baez. I don't, I don't know if you heard this or not, but uh, A.J. Hinch flew to Puerto Rico and spent like a week with Javi to, quote, get to know him better. Sounds like a write-off vacation. <laughs> sure what? Does. I don't know but, what that's going to do. Uh, he just wanted a trip to, uh, he just wanted to go south to Puerto Rico. And he wanted to write it off. <laughs> <laughs> so he, or he had just had the team pay for it. It, it was almost impossible to watch last year, throwing balls tough. in the dirt. 
He yeah. swung and missed it so many sliders down and away that the visiting announcers were kind of joking about it. You know, like watch, watch here because every every pitch low and away he swung at. He did get better the second half of the year. He's making twenty two million this year, and he can opt out after the season. Bad. But we're hoping he has a pretty good year. And the good news He's is bad. again. This is the last year that Miguel Cabrera collects $32 oh, million. He better not be clogging up the lineup all year. There's no reason for that. He can't hit for power anymore. He can't run. He can't hit for power. I mean, he's an okay singles hitter. He's bad. He, he hit 169 in his, after August 1st. 169. plate appearances. And I think uh, Homer, he's hit 45 homers the last six years total. And yes, what position is he playing? Players in history with 3,000 hits, 500 homers, and 600 doubles. So the good news is the good news is there's nobody to bring up from the minor leagues. (laughs) (laughs) As you pointed out, they got the 30th ranked farm system, no depth, and their highest ranked minor leaguer was 83rd in the poll by the Athletics. So I heard this. I heard this girl on 97 won the tickets talk about this regarding the, the Tigers. This team is a shambles. And, and and she's right because the team is terrible. They have they're not going to make the playoffs this year. They're not going to be fun to watch. And they, some, may be right. they do have some pitching, but they just don't have any great pitchers. They have a lot of good pitchers, decent pitchers, decent relievers, but who's their no closer? Star. Who's their closer who's now? Lang? They, have, they, have, is it Lang? they have no stars. Yeah, who in fact they got rid of uh, Joe Jim Jimenez. They got rid of their closer too. The the closer who hit batters every fourth hitter. They're bad. Yeah, Yeah, they're they're bad. But in other baseball news, did you guys see what a wild success the pitch clock was in that that Braves Red Sox? Did you hear about that? Brought the end of the game. They called the batter out because he wasn't in the box. Right? Isn't the easy solution to this going? Okay, no pitch clock, ninth inning onward. Right? (laughs) Why not? Bad idea. Well, I mean, it's so absurd. For those that don't know, is bottom of the ninth. Tie game, full count, and the batter didn't get in in time. Which, how does the batter see the pitch clock? No, no, they, they thought it was ball four, and he was going to walk, but they they waved the it off, buzzed. and instead they called it strike three. So the pitch never happened. Yeah, there was yeah. no pitch. And it was, well, was, was it going to be a ball? Pitch was clock be a was ball up because. <laughs> but he can't see the clock where the batter is. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's all new. If you don't know the rule, with eight seconds to go in the pitch clock, the batter has to be looking at the pitcher. What happened was was the catcher stood up to, to, to signal something, and so the batter took his eye off the pitcher to look at the catcher, and that was at the eight-second mark. Yep. So there's there's a bit, you they know, baseball's a, game, yeah. baseball's a game of tradition, Dang and they're broke, breaking every tradition with pitch. It's supposed to be the timeless game, you know, b- built on the, you know, American history where where the settlers, you know, okay, whatever. Yeah. And so here you have. And blacks aren't allowed have, to play. Uh, come on. All the spring training games are ending under like two and a half hours. So it's, well, it's going to speed up the game significantly. I mean, baseball's tradition has helped them for so many decades. But it seems like the last thirty years, it's kind of hurt them, and they need to change on the fly a little quicker. I think. Well, it's, it's, I, I'm intrigued you know, by this eliminating shifts too. That that yeah, should help the no offense. Shifts, only two pickoff attempts, bigger bases. There's going to be more stealing this year. Get the bigger bases. How much no. difference is I that? Hope that com- I hope they're comically it's large. Make a <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great that'd be fun. if they were like six feet by six feet. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, uh, Joey Cora, the the or whatever the Cora is, is it Alex Cora, the manager of the Red Sox? Is it looks like a pizza box. <laughs> 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 but that's the problem. Any uh, change funny. they make is going to be ridiculed because they don't make changes. Yeah, I oh, will see. Well, the other story that's 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 bothersome uh, is sad is this whole thing with Bally Sports. Yep. 
you know, all, all yeah. the guys we've come to, to like that are good guys like Trevor Thompson and what, Eden, what happened? Eden. Bankrupt. Well, Bankrupt. Well, I don't. They have. They they didn't make a hundred and forty million dollar payment that was due. They got about a week ago. They got thirty days. But they're a casino, good. right? No, 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 no. That that's, was, that's a sponsorship. No. They're owned by oh. Sinclair. Oh, okay. It would and and a, and a company called Diamond is is part in charge of the baseball thing. If they don't come up with the dough in probably another two or three weeks, then baseball can terminate all the contracts and bring all the games in house themselves and market them to the various cable companies. That's what they're going to do. Uh, and so obviously the local guys are all hoping that no matter who telecasts the games, they'll, they'll be the guys that do the broadcasting. So we'll see. There's, oh, there's maybe a re- Jack Morris can come back. <laughs> there's, a real, there's a real interesting battle here. Cause the thought is, well, if, if major league baseball takes it all in house, they could sell all the teams as a package to say Netflix or Apple TV or something like that. Hmm, right. Except you have Los Angeles, New York that are like, no, 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 no. We want to sell our own package because they're more valuable. They would get more money than revenue sharing. So it's right. a real You're, interesting battle between these teams, the big markets and the small. What would really help baseball is to make it a national game like football. When you say, well, who's on Thursday night? Oh, I, I'll see the Chiefs against the Steelers. Whereas baseball, only Sunday night baseball is the only time you'll see out-of-town teams. So the big change this year is that you will see every team in the major leagues at least once. Mm-hmm. Homer away. So we're going to play the Dodgers and the Giants and all that. Smart. Anyway. I can't it wait. I'm psyched. And the, my, my favorite story of the week is the last one that I'll, I'll, I'll give you today is I heard that there was this, this brawl at a basketball game in Taiwan. And Dwight Howard, I realized, would help <laughs> break up this. the brawl. Dwight, Dwight Howard... Dwight Howard is playing for this Taiwan, the Taiwan Leopards. Mm-hmm. Well, Howard, Howard's 37, and, and the, he fascinates me because they believe that he has eight uh, babies with eight different baby mamas. Dwight Howard alone, is eight. He's eight for eight. He's eight batting a thousand. Eight. Perfect <laughs> well, record. And, and, we, and uh, you know, he, he could have been with thousands of women and just knocked up eight. He could be eight <laughs> for a right, thousand. <laughs> I just meant for having oh. different baby moms. Okay. I mean, not one of them has the same mom. Jeez. No. Well, so, so the first one, when when I covered the Pistons, and and he was a rookie, he was a great kid. I interviewed Dwight Howard a bunch because uh, the, the Pistons played played them a lot. And the hey. and I just heard that he kept on banging the um, uh, cheerleaders. So sure enough, his first baby mama was a woman named Royce something, Royce Reed, and uh, she went on to become wives of. The, you know, basketball wives, etc. But there's eight of them sits, and so at, at his little press thing in Taiwan, they're saying what a great family guy he is. He's a great family guy. He's made two hundred forty-five million, and he goes to play in Taiwan, where none of his eight kids are. So, well, I'm just going to add another layer to the story. Remember when um, Dwight Howard had to come out and go, "I'm not gay," because he was being yeah. sued by a gay guy. Yeah, yes. how about that? And there was there was a lot of people that thought he was gay. I'm not gay. He actually had to do an interview. Wouldn't, wouldn't you I'm think not- that? Day. After the third child with a different woman, you go, God, this is kind of a hassle. I mean, people live in different places. Yeah, I would have gone to I Taiwan then. I see these people yeah. as often. I, I'm late, and I got three people okay. yelling at me instead of one. I mean, to get to eight? It's the, I mean, do you think he was excited when that you know, woman announced she was pregnant? Or you go, oh, fuck. Who are you? Uh, Another one? <laughs> one, of the, one of the sad stories is that the mother of his sixth son, a woman named Melissa Rios, is involved in a wrongful death lawsuit because a broken toilet resulted in her death to cause her to slip and fall, and she died from that. And so his sixth wife and mother of one of his children that he's not seeing anymore is, uh, uh, it's just, 
Oh, is now God. is that child with one of the other baby mamas? Or I have no idea. Probably her I family have, would no, adopt, wait, I guess. The, the last, number seven and eight are unofficial. It's only, comp, it's only uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Not what that kind of knowledge, the local knowledge that says that. Jesus uh, let, let, me, let me tell you. Uh, uh, my, uh, you are my the father. <laughs> I was watching Travis Henry. They were doing a story on him because he had nine kids by nine women. Travis Henry, the football player. Yeah, right. right and while right. they were doing the story, uh, somebody showed up to serve him. He was the father of twins. His 10th and 11th <laughs> were said, twins. Yeah, so he, he had said, 10 baby moms 10. and left. So I, I just got one less mama than I would normally. <laughs> Isn't the record, though, wasn't it uh, Sean Kemp had like 14? No. Uh, Calvin Murphy. Calvin Murphy, the rock. Calvin Murphy yeah. had quite a few. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like 15 by story, 10. Okay. Ha, uh, that's my dad. <laughs> 2007, the Pistons are playing the Magic. I, if I've told you the story, that's not me. Pistons are playing the Magic in the playoffs. And so the rule in the Pistons was, and Flip Saunders was the coach, and he was having problems with a lot of players. But anyway, uh, you know, we flew on round ball one, and it was a very – it couldn't be more convenient. And the plane left at a certain time, and all you had to do was get there 10 minutes before, get on the plane, and you were fine. They had food and everything. If you were late, though, the plane left without you. And so, and so we're going to fly to the Magic to play game three in 07. It's 10 to 10. The plane was supposed to leave at 10. And there's one notably missing person, Rashid Wallace, who really was a great guy, very funny, but a dog when it came to being on time and training and all that. He was a t- he used to stand during the shooter on on the road after the after the walkthrough, and he would yell at the rookies, "You fake ass gym rats, get your get, you know get on the bus." He just wanted to go back and sleep or, or smoke weed or whatever. He used to wear a four twenty shirt all the time. But anyway, um, so. It's 10 to 10 and it's 5 to 10 and there's a little stir in round ball one because we all know round ball one, there's somebody who's missing and it's Rasheed Wallace. And so we're all kind of smirking. You can't really leave without Rasheed, can you? We'd say, are they going to leave at 10? Because we'd seen him leave before. We saw Austin Day and Charlie Villanueva show up late <laughs> and leave him with a tarmac looking like fools. They gotta make their own. But, but it's, so we're saying, will they, don't, were they, will they do it the were same Were they waving at the plane when it left? Were they, wait, stop. <laughs> well, they, they ran back in the trip because they had to make their own arrangements to get to wherever the hell we're going. Oh, crap. So anyway, it's 5 to 10. Still no Rashid. There's starting to be a little snickering. And you're looking at the coaches. They're nervous. Finally gets to 5 after 10. We still haven't left. And Kwame Brown, the backup center, says for everybody on the plane to hear, by the way, what time do a 10 o'clock plane leave? <laughs> <laughs> and of Good course, Sheed Saunders in at 10.15. And <laughs> wow. <laughs> so much for the 10 o'clock departure. Wow. Huh? How great of a story is that? <laughs> <laughs> Don't make fun of me. Anyway, uh, let's get to Dr. Yellow. Living your best life implies having a great lifestyle. A few things add to that than being able to see with precision. 24-7, without dependence on contacts, glasses, and reading glasses. And a couple of notes came in. Drew and Mike Listener, Dana says, not having to put in contacts in the morning when I'm going to work out is a huge bonus. Done with that garbage. Rob writes, I was nervous about the procedure, but Dr. Yalba is such a pro. Leaves no room for error. I got 2015 vision from Custom LASIK beyond belief. So for those 40 or so, unable to see things up close anymore, now they got multifocal implants. You'll see everything, including the small stuff and the nearby stuff. So Dr. Yalba, Michigan's most honored and experienced eye surgeon, tens of thousands of procedures performed. So call for a free evaluation. Maybe you just need a new prescription or new glasses. He's got them too. You can decide on surgery at any other time. Eye exams are covered, by the way, by conventional insurance. So call 1-800-398-EYES or go to Yaldo Eye Center. 
Hey, get out of here. All right. Have a great right, day. Like- it's 45 and sunny. Congratulations. Get him out of here. <laughs> Couldn't be nicer for us. Except we got to sell some uh got to sell some CBDs. Nextevo.com yeah. slash podcast and use promo code Drew to get 20% Recording off your first stopped. order. Yeah. Uh, make CBD a part of reaching your full potential with Next Evo Naturals. Go to nextevo.com slash podcast and use promo code Drew to get 20% off your first order of $40 and more. That's 20% off $40 or more at nextevo.com slash podcast code Drew. I say this because I think we're about to get dropped. Um, I know. Don't let them drop us. No, don't let them drop us. If you need CBDs, by God, get them from nextevo.com slash podcast and use promo code Drew and get 20% off. Um, you know, CBDs, I'm not a big CBD person, but I know some people find it's great for relaxing, reducing anxiety, sleeping easier. I'm a big fan of whatever works, so why not try it? Yeah, and I know we have a lot of people that use CBDs, and it would be nice if we didn't lose Next Evo. I feel bad because a lot of times I haven't really read the copy because it's late in the show, and I'm usually you know, I'm refilling my coffee or something, and so it gets pushed to the back, and so I just want to move it up a little bit and make sure those of you only listen to half the show or an hour heard about Next Evo and uh, the CBDs. We've t- actually, we had these, and we've yeah. all tried them, oh, too. Yeah. I liked them. Yeah, the sleep ones knocked me out. Uh, I wanted to give one to Lila, to be honest, but they do have doggy CBDs. So I, I, I went with those, and it was weird. I felt like I felt kind of bad because Lila just wasn't Lila. Aww. She just, <laughs> just seemed like she I was. Mean, that, you say like that's like that's a bad. <laughs> well, I it was weird because it was nice that she was super quiet and just not present. I, I mean, at certain times, but other times, I just felt I don't know. Soft. I felt a little weird about it. But that's not how I feel when I take CBDs. And I don't take them very often, but I did try them because um, we were trying to get the account, and I was intrigued to see what they did. And I was kind of afraid I would get really stoned or something, which was not the case. Yeah. But they are good for relaxation, for sleeping, or, uh, I mean, a lot of people have really positive experiences with CBDs. And it's a whole huge market. Go to nextevo.com slash podcast and use promo code DREW. To get 20% off your first order of $40 or more, next Evo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what Eli didn't mention was, um, and I thought he would too, this uh, Brandon Miller story down Shit. in Alabama. I, this thing is, this is so weird. Yesterday, I thought it was weird enough that he, I heard he wasn't going to travel to South Carolina, and then he not only traveled to South Carolina, he Dominated. 41 points in the winning the, basket. Including the game-winning layup in overtime, yeah. <laughs> and now you know why they don't sit him. And then Saturday, when they did the player warm-ups at home... Oh, this is horseshit. The player frisked him when he was like, you know, hey, I'm Brandon Miller, and they frisk him as part of the routine. Is that funny? Is that supposed to be funny? Oh, it's supposed to be funny, but I don't think they understand the gravity of the the situation where a woman lost her fucking life. Wait, Brandon Miller doesn't know about this? No, I just think... the fucking car, there were two bullets in the windshield. I just think he thinks it's funny. You gotta be kidding! I, I don't. I, sure, it's I, awful. So, did anyone say anything about that? Uh, Nate Oates, the coach, there was asked um, in the post, you know, in the press conference, which Nate Oates has done just so, a remarkable job handling this whole situation. I'm being very facetious. He's been pretty terrible with it, but he just said, "Yeah, that that's uncalled for. That wasn't uh, that wasn't the right thing to do." I'm but like, they already okay, screwed then, up the tone of this thing. Then let's see if you punish him. If this wasn't the right thing to do, are you going to punish him at all? Uh, no, no way. Don't, aren't aren't they bound to? 
be in the tournament and oh, they'll be oh, number one overall the seed. There, yeah. Uh, personally, I'm starting to feel like maybe Nate Oates needs to go. Maybe they should suspend him now before the tournament starts. That way, he can play during the tournament. His response right. to this thing absolutely right, Brandon. Yeah, get it out of the way. Yeah. His response to this thing was so idiotic. Ah, wrong spot, wrong time. He's a good kid. Never been in trouble before. Boy, where have I heard that before? I mean, do, why do these coaches always think that you can just say that, oh, I know him and he's a good kid and who cares? You know, he was driving a gun around to this guy who's texting him at 1.38 in the morning. And did you, I mean, did you read Wetzel's new column on it? Oh, no, I didn't. I thought he I did. saw Dan yesterday, though. What? We what? went out for a drink. Oh, thanks for my- <laughs> I guess there was only a table for two. Jeez. Yeah, there was. You're right. Um, no, but he raised all the really good questions where, okay, let they obviously knew that he was there when the shooting happened, but did they know that he brought the gun? Did they know? And he lists a bunch of questions. And Dan's overall point was the university, usually when something like this happens, the university opens their own investigation, as ludicrous as that sounds, but they will talk to the kid and they will talk to everybody to find out how deep did this really go? And they just didn't bother doing that, even they all the way up know. to the president. I know, but that is what's so fucking awful about it. They're going by what his attorney says, which is fucking ridiculous. Well, and you know what? He's not going to be in any legal trouble, it sounds. Sounds like the, the gun was in the back seat and blah, blah. He never touched it and all that bullshit. Well, if he wasn't but Brandon still, Miller, I think there'd be a still. prosecutor might be taking a whole different look at this because... It was his gun, though? No. No, it was not his no, gun. No, it wasn't his gun. No, it was the uh, friend's but gun. But the gun the was in gun. the car the whole time. He was driving the gun around without the kid who owned the gun yes. in it. And then the guy said, hey, motherfucker, my gun's in your car. Bring my gun back here. I need my joint. And, you know, if you were a prudent person, you might say, "No." well, you're on the strip at 2 in the morning, close to 2 in the morning. You know, what do you need a loaded gun for? Uh, but he just brought it. And then not only that, he and the other guy blocked the girl car where they shot her, where she was shot from by the friend of Darius Miles. And so, I don't know. I mean, that seems participatory in a very small way or in some way. I mean, he sat there and watched it. He obviously probably heard the exchange going on in the back. You mean tell me he just had like, like they have the front of the car is just shut off from the back like a limo. He can't hear what's going on in the car. I don't believe that. Yeah, no, I, I don't believe a lot of things either. This, this, another... is where, this is where if something is legally okay doesn't mean it's ethically okay. And Alabama should maybe do something about it. Did you see the part, too, that um, he was going to hang out with them? The reason he left with the gun was because the line was too long. I'm like, they make Brandon Miller stand in line to go to a bar. Really? Yeah. I'm the player sure. of the year in the NCAA. They make him stand in line well, to go to a bar. Well, wait a sec. He's a freshman, too. Yeah. Although I guess you just have to be over 18 to go to a bar. Yeah, I didn't know that. You can go to a bar, but you can't drink. Yeah, what, what's yeah, it was like yeah, a weird. Yeah, they put the big X's on your. Yeah, it was in a college town. I think that's pretty common. Oh yeah, I guess I don't remember that. But anyway, what with the coach to me has just been such a complete fucking jackass about this whole thing, and uh, you know. What a catch twenty two though. What what if they make it to the final four? Because that's suspend all it, that's, him now. I know, that's, that's why you suspend him now. I'm just saying, if they don't and they make it to the final four, that's all anybody will talk about. Yeah. And it's gonna yeah, look, it'll be the main as, narrative. As right? the year progresses, it's gonna look worse and worse and worse. Their inact you know their inactivity um, taking care of this issue. Stupid mess. I, I I don't know. It's it's just so weird too. Just the way. Alabama fans were just delighted to hear from his attorney. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, no, he didn't block the car. I mean, you should see these people arguing it's, about it. It's it's I hilarious. Know. It's like a political party. It's like people who love their school. It becomes almost like you take talking points 
and you spread them around. And then, of course, if you're an Auburn fan, then you don't listen to the lawyer and you look at it um, not not even objectively. You look at it worse than objectively, I, and you I, want the kid thrown in jail. I love shit talking over sports, but this uh, transcends sports a little bit. Just like the shooting at Michigan State, you know. I mean, there's there's things that happen in universities that are bigger than. Oh, the this doesn't players. transcend it though, because Alabama well, it sh- but wants it, to win, my, and but it should. It should, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times it should, and it doesn't. Um, and the other thing about this that just dawned on me yesterday was. This girl was killed in front of Brandon Miller. He's in the driver's seat watching yeah. uh, Michael Davis shoot in that driver's side window, uh, walk around the car. He's shooting around the car in a little semicircle, and the passenger, the boyfriend of Jamea Harris, who was killed, he starts shooting at Davis, yep. the, the guy shooting at her and them, hits him in the shoulder, and then hits the windshield of the car. Brandon Miller is driving twice. That's on the 15th. And did he report it? No. No, they didn't report it. Hmm. So two days later, now think of the trauma. Think of the trauma. Someone's murdered in front of you, and your windshield's hit with two bullets. Two days later, he scores 30 points. So he could play in a basketball game? That's weird. It's a good athlete. I wonder if he was able to go to class. No. No. How could he go to class? He had to prepare (laughs) for the game. traumatized. Prepare for the game. I was joking about the trauma, really. I mean, I'm not, don't mean to make a joke out of it, but it's just. It's really surprising. Just sit them down until your investigation is complete or something else. More importantly, where did you and Wetzel go eat? Yeah. Uh, Lily's. What time? Why am I being I curious? I just, I just wondered why. Brandon and I. Five o'clock. Because um, we were talking about. I'm just fucking with you. We were talking about a, a couple a couple unrelated things. And it's like, well, we, we should just, instead of texting each other, why don't we just go have a beer? Five o'clock. I was, so driving, I was d- driving in downtown Royal, yeah, picking up food too. for the kids. Oh, well, then you couldn't come anywhere. I could have stopped by. No, you blew off the kids. I got early. I picked it up at 530. Where'd you get it? Uh, Tokyo Sushi on Center Center Street. I drove right by Lily's. It's all alone. Tokyo Sushi, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 (sighs) Very sad. Had to have dinner with my family. I was waiting for people to come. I'm sorry to hear that. Gross. Well, let's see. Um... (laughs) Lily! Hey, and good basketball news, Michigan won. They did win their game. Yes. That was After tying it with the most insanely stupid shot ever, 100 Dickinson. Three pointer from about thirty feet out. How often does Michigan do that? I swear, I well, there's so many games where they make a late, late shot from crazy distance to tie or win. Not, not this year. This year it's been the opposite. This year I think they were three and seven in close games, games under five points. They've and that's been what's hurt them and kept them out of bracketology and all that. Which I was looking at. You'll appreciate this. I was looking at the bracket bracket matrix. Have you ever heard of the bracket matrix? No. They take. Every prediction and weight them and then put it into one overall thing, right? And so Michigan only appeared on one bracket that's involved in the bracket matrix, and it was from Blacketology. And I'm like, what the hell is Blacketology? And it's just some guy that does his own this rankings. This sounds very nerdy. Like, this dude just Can we does... just find out who's in the final 64 on Sunday, the but, but March But don't you Madness think it's funny that, that some guy is just choosing his own teams and it's included in this matrix thing? It's so ridiculous. Who, I mean, it's I mean like, who it's goes like to these, black it's ecology? Like these draft these fake drafts or these mock drafts. I mean, oh my god! Yeah, but that's, just go that's on fantasy. and on and on and that's on and fantasy. on about it. Yeah, it is. No, that's fantasy like predicting is what happens. Real thing. You're no, people about try to predict it. Drafts. And the same thing with the March Madness is like they're going to pick it. Just win more games than you need to. Uh, it no, just this. Gee, you're no fun. <laughs> I don't know. It just gets insane. It's like I don't. Know, I just feel like it's such a waste of time. It's going to be picked. They're, what if they lose their next game? Then they'll be out of that 
bracket. I know. I just thought it was funny that some dude made blackatology. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I still don't really know what blackatology is. Blackatology? Yeah. It's a black guy who makes who does his own bracketology. Oh. And he's okay. just some guy. He's the blackatologist. So it gets involved in this whole matrix thing. I just thought it was funny. Um I guess not. Sounds kind of nerdy. Yeah, I'd say nerdy. I don't I'm not sure what the funny part was. I mean, are the other people one guy or what are they a groups? dork? No, that's the point. So there's only one that's one guy. Well, I don't know. I didn't click through all of them. No! Did you end up watching the Michigan State game that I was texting you about? Uh, I, I read about the game. I didn't oh, see the game. Shit. I saw they, they gave up five three-point shots in the last 34 seconds or something. It was not the fault of Michigan State. They were up by 11 with like 54 seconds left, and Iowa somehow tied it and then won in overtime. Because they could not miss, no matter what Michigan Michigan State shot lights they have up. Fouled them or something? They've tried. Well, they should have fouled them when they were up three. Yeah, one on one ninety eight or something. Yeah, on the last shot, and they didn't. But um, you know, it's easier said than done. It was that was just a ridiculous game. Yeah, Iowa just got insanely hot. Did Michigan turn the ball? Did Michigan State turn the ball over? No, not they really. Didn't? They kept really? shooting pretty well. They kept getting, you know, He's look, on fire. They lengthened the game. They kept following Michigan State. Michigan State kept making their free throws, and then Iowa just make a three, and they just kept chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. There was one time where they pressed and got a turnover and got another three. That was a six point trip. But good, yeah, God. yeah. But the best uh, basketball story of the weekend is: Did you do you remember in January? I don't know if we talked about it or Brandon. You and I talked about it off the air. The video of those nine-year-olds, the third graders playing basketball, where they're trash talking and flexing. Yeah, I remember that. Remember that video? Did you, did you ever see that, Drew? I did not. It's just just a video, and there's two players. Uh, one guy who is clear, looks like he's in eighth grade playing on this third grade basketball team, and another little little dude, and they just kept flexing and talking shit because they dominated this team. It's a it was a real big video that went all around. Yeah, these third graders. The, the internet. Well, <laughs> they played a game this weekend. And got destroyed, and so now the internet is just just piling on these third graders because they lost thirty five to six. Is this oh, the third graders are doing the gritty after yeah, every single yeah. after all their shit talking. And look at them flexing and getting in that kid's face. <laughs> <laughs> what an it's asshole! Really, number seven and number one, that little dude. Number seven, he's not in third grade. Oh, doesn't he look like he's in eighth grade? Look at this punk. <laughs> they're doing everything that they're emulating their favorite NBA stars. Yeah. But it's mainly those two dudes. And so, yeah, they went on a field trip to D.C. and got destroyed 36 to 5. Fuck them. And then somebody posted highlights of that game. And ah, boy, that number, big guy. number seven and number one looks so dejected. <laughs> <laughs> Which, because they're in third grade, you know they're just bawling their eyes out. Someone sent me that the new three year old hotshot drummer. Yeah. Oh, really? You have him drumming, Brandon? Oh, I got it. Cool. Sure. I really am not inclined to hate three-year-old drummers. The one back with the Boston Pops was a fucking show-off hot dog. <laughs> oh, we all love Nandy. Nandy's me off. great. Oh, Nandy's your cover drummer. No, this guy is, is he even three? Yeah, he looks about three. He's, he's pretty cute. He's <laughs> a little black kid. He's just really hitting those drums pretty hard. Wait, this, this is a drum solo. Who is he drumming with? That guy in the bass up there. I mean, is this at an event? Is it a concert or something? Okay, play with the band. You gotta play with your friends. Learn to play with others. 
Uh, again, looks like it's all about him, if you ask me. That was great. That guy was good. I thought he was good. Sign him up. I like seeing him play with a band, frankly. I mean, <laughs> just going to hit the drums all by yourself. I mean, isn't he going to have to learn to play with others? Nah, not when you got talent like that. <laughs> well, I don't you know, that, that could just show peak. more talent if he was playing with a band. Drew, the good news is that kid might have just peaked. It could be all downhill from here. Well, I, by the way, I haven't heard a lot about Nandy in the last year or so. It's possible she peaked. Um, yeah, when she after she played with Foo Fighters. Yeah. And everybody's talking about her, and then it gets kind of boring. Uh, She's probably working drum, on her she record can't drum deal. better than other than great, great drummers. She just happens to be great for 10. <laughs> she's 12 now let's see uh... you know she's probably not as good as a 12 year old as she was as a 10 year old because other people are catching up she's still doing cover uh drumming cover drumming Twitter. yeah yeah i'm sorry to hear that but and now she's doing reaction what videos she does. to things on youtube so oh she's just, come on she's just trying to be an all-around influencer uh, she what is she reacting to other uh, drummers where'd that go uh, a Lego Friends character. Oh, she was she was made into a Lego Friends character. <laughs> of course she was. You know what Lego Friends are? Yes. I'm She's almost really a teenager. Tired, Mandy. Oh boy, she posted a video. Watch my full video. Almost a teenager Q and A on YouTube. I can't imagine how that might go wrong. Oh, would you get over you yourself? Okay, questions. I'll listen to Q and A. Do you really want to? Yeah. Right. She's taking questions. The twelve-year-old. Yeah. Let's see. A twelve-year-old's really can know everything. I mean. They're... Certainly a lot to find out about her, I'm sure. <laughs> what would you want to ask She's just going to talk about Nandy. Becoming right? a teenager. About her, all the famous people she's met sure. and how great she is. Hey, everyone. This is my Q&A video, age 12. I she sounds about five. She really does. So I'm not going to be able to answer all of them, but I'll try my best. Okay, we're going to do the first question. Would you consider Eurovision one day? Consider I what? I don't know what Eurovision, Eurovision. <laughs> hey, I don't know what it is. I don't even know what that means. How old is this kid? Eurovision is like um, American Idol for Europe, but it's way huger. Like it's a massive. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did, but she huh? said she just said she didn't know what it was, didn't she? Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't. Well, she's only twelve. She sounds five. Or you know that band Monoskin? I think Monoskin yeah. won it. Ninety percent of her development has been towards drumming. Which I'm super excited about. Or if not, maybe when I'm on, like just in a couple of years, I'll be touring around the world. She'll like so. be touring. Um, Doesn't she sound like a baby? How's skateboarding going? Are you sure this uh, isn't a baby? She does sound like a um, baby. Well, I had a ramp in my back garden. Like I got it like two and a half years ago. Well, I hear about well. you skateboarding. I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> but yeah. Let's see what I mean. A Q and A with a 12 year old. How ridiculous! There's a question. Have you ever played in a band? I play in my own band. <laughs> oh, my play, own band, of uh, course. I played with um, tons of people. I jam with like people from like um, a jam night at school. Um, oh, and concert orchestras. I don't really count as bands, but I'm Orca still playing with orchestras. Yeah. And that yeah. Oh, band. well, you, you think a lot of yourself, don't requests? you? She takes requests. I sometimes do. You guys have quite a good taste. You talking in to music, me now? So sometimes yeah. When you How many views do you think this has? It yeah. should have about Normally maybe three hundred. Over nine thousand. <laughs> it's only three weeks old. <laughs> it's not that many. Oh, her five favorite bands. I'm on pins and needles. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy metal too. I love Slipknot, Twenty One Pilots, um, Foo Fighters. Um, I like Billie Eilish. Um, probably the bands that paid attention to her. I'm guessing. Oh, I, they should be of all time, but there's so many. But these are just bands I like too. 
I don't know. It doesn't sound like a awesome baby. I swear. I feel like I'm right, listening to a baby talk. But if you spent 23 hours a day yeah, drumming, you probably awesome. would sound like a baby. Really Unless you were right drumming. That'd be great if that guy, yes, just, walked, all about that you, guy just walked in and said that. <laughs> said what? It ain't all about you, sweetheart. <laughs> and then just shuts the door. <laughs> all right. Oh, good for Nandy. No, we're always following her progress and uh, wishing her the best. Can't wait for her tour. Um, tell you what, I was watching uh, 2020, and I, I was re-watching the beginning just to re-familiarize myself a little bit. I <laughs> can't get over it. This happens a lot where these Instagram models yeah. or whatever they are, these hot young females, they start, they start sugar daddying around. She's an Instagram whore. To get some old dumb fuck to pay their bills. Mm -hmm. And so she finds this doctor who's a child psychologist, I think. Yeah. And in pure 2020 fashion, you know, it it starts with everybody telling her side of the story and how successful of a model she was. And Which she's is bullshit. Magazines. She's not even pretty. Oh, she was Thank in. you. I didn't think she was that attractive either. They kept showing one shot of her. I'm like. That girl's not that hot. She, she's in 110 Magazine. What's 110 Magazine? What, you What's don't read 110? Magazine? You don't read Conceited. Oh, my God. You got to get Conceited. What is Vixen? Oh, it's even better. They have all the hot articles. It's no. got to be the magazine for chicks that can't make any other magazine. Because yeah. she's not pretty. No, they're not. The, all those three magazines probably have a circulation of maybe 100. She has a... She's got a, okay, first of all, we see her later on when she's not really well-dressed and made up, and she, she's not that fucking hot. Her body isn't even that I, great. I, I didn't think so either. But, you know, if you put the right push-up bra on her and uh, make her up and, you know, she learned dye her from hair. Her, she learned from her mom. <laughs> this is Kelsey Turner? Yes. Okay, she looks good in the photos I'm looking at. Yeah, she looks like a million other Instagram models. Got a big old boo. And she has 100,000 followers. Ooh! So they... They actually referred to her as an, an, an influencer, didn't they? Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Which, the fact that this girl would be influencing anyone is ridiculous because all she does is basically manipulates this 70-something guy out of his money because she sends him nude pictures and she probably, she she probably rubs her tits in front of him or something. No, she fucked him. What? Well, there was that one text later, um, later in the show. Where she's demanding money and, and swearing at him. And he's like, we haven't. And they blurt it out in months. And I've given you 50 grand in that time. Oh. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that she put out for this guy. Not, oh. not to mention how much her boyfriend didn't like her his contact with her. And it wasn't because of the money. It was presumably because the thing she was doing for him. Her name was Bad Barbie? Yeah, that was her. That was her handle. And Drew, they they show this. What a stupid fuck. He would never fuck him if it wasn't for a zillion dollars. Which is why he gave her um, three quarters of a million yeah, dollars. Three quarters of a million dollars. She's paying for her Mercedes lease. Her. I want a Mercedes. Okay, the She's Mercedes. so obnoxious too. Mercedes, by the way. So she had a Beamer. Yeah. His wife, that wasn't good enough. His wife kind of knew. I don't think the wife knew that he was. Oh, nailing I felt her. so bad for her. I know she's in like. She a still genuine. loved her old man, even though he was such a dumb shit. <laughs> but she was like, "Cut her off, cut her off." And he finally was like, "I'm, I'm taking back. You, you got to move to Vegas. I'm canceling this lease on the house, and I'm taking back the Beamer." Well, the months go by, and he gets her a, a Benz. And what does she do? She sends a picture to his wife about thanks for taking away the BMW. I yeah, look this better. is what I wanted anyway. I look better in this Benz, and it's a picture of her in the car. What, like, a, what a fucking cunt. bitch. She's Total. taunting his wife? Yeah. You stupid cunt. Yeah. 
God, I hate her. Okay, I queued it up to her. This is her next door neighbor. Yes. Nobody liked this girl. The, uh, I mean, she thinks because she's so hot, the whole world has to kiss her ass. I mean, the whole world. Well, this lady next door doesn't really get much out of her being hot because she's trying to live her life and, you know, sleep at night and have some peace of mind. And she keeps the window open for the breeze. And this idiot is yelling at her mother all the time. And, and I guess her boyfriend and his two kids. Yeah, love, lovely voice. On, Listen on to this, this Instagram bitch. whore. It was just always kind of chaotic. It's a neighbor talking about her. To judge from some audio recordings her next-door neighbors made one night in 2018. She was yelling, you can't Kelsey take my car! Happy her car, it's not even her car. The window was always open because it was hot. There was a lot of yeah, thanks loud for podcast. talking and banging <laughs> going on. So I came in and I just kind of had the phone and I just got down. And uh, just kind of held it. And I held it here for about and She's hiding her minutes. head because she's afraid of this cunt. <laughs> Kelsey whore. can be heard angrily berating her mother. Calls her mom a whore. You would just hear yelling yeah. and swearing and banging. Are you kidding me? Hold up. So why was the Insta model, the men's magazine cover siren, living with her <laughs> men's mother and siren. a 71-year-old? The answer could be found maybe 2,000 miles to the east. Oh, bullshit. I don't want to hear about her. Jonesboro, Arkansas. Jonesboro, Arkansas. <laughs> Del home of Delbert. Delbert. I know. <laughs> By the way, I love that 2020 made that neighbor reenact her holding the phone up out of the window. That was very powerful. <laughs> she sounded like I the OnlyFans murderer. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how she would have done that. <laughs> oh, what a bitch. And this guy is paying. I mean, she has to stay in a nice place. She has to have a nice car. And she just, she basically, um, she just browbeats him. And I guess the guy is so addicted to her nude pictures and to fucking her once every nine months or something. And so he just does it. Yeah, pretty much. He exhausts Don't his own. He exhausts his own finances over this idiot. Well, it sounded like he was no! in the the previous hour too, where they set her up. They also set him up, and he lived in Monterey, and he was a well known psychiatrist, child psychiatrist. Yeah, very well respected. So he sounded really loaded. You're rich, you jerk. Well, he was, and he he met this other woman who is in 2022, who is his wife, yeah. and she brought three kids to the marriage, yeah. and he was really good to her kids. She said she he just sounded like a really sweet guy <laughs> who just got really fucking dumb. Do you remember one silly thing about him? He oh, wore well, the wore the same thing every day. Yeah. Also, khaki pants, white shirt, and a bow tie. What about their big night in the town when oh, he took her to see dude. Al Yankovic? Yeah, he saw <laughs> Al Yankovic. see weird Al. Yeah, we saw Al Yankovic in there. It was really fun. I mean, she sounded so happy with this guy. I loved her. She was great. She, and she knew all along what was that going on. That girl was with that dude? Yeah, because yeah. he's loaded. and, and she, she got lots of money, and he got laid once in a while. The other, he looks Amish because of his his beard. You know, his mustache doesn't connect to the beard, which is odd. He he. If you were to tell me to describe a child psychiatrist, it'd be that. It'd be that yeah. guy right there, white beard, like? bald. He looks like any any like child psychologist would look. Does he look like Sigmund Freud or? He uh, looks wait, like no, no, the doctor, professor from wait. Jurassic Park. Oh who, yeah, who yeah, was put a safari uh, hat on him? C. Everett Coop. He looks like C. Everett Coop a little bit. The Surgeon his, General? If his beard was more angular. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? Look at, look at, How did I remember C. Everett Coop? I never even heard that's, of that, dude. That's ridiculous. Oh, C. Everett Coop, yeah. the, the best interview by Ali G ever. <laughs> by a mile. Former Surgeon General? 
You've never seen Ali G interview Coop? I must have, oh, but God, I, I was, probably didn't know who he was. That was pretty fun. Another serious issue shall thought from 2020. Can you think of a worse event you'd want to go to than the Babes in Toyland event? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the ba- boom, boom, shake the mofo room. Oh, I is here with the main man of medicine, his name B.C. Everett Coop. So all you lot out there need to listen up because you is as likely to be killed by an illness as you is by a drive-by. So <laughs> let's talk about the human body because after all, Everyone has got one of them, so we is meant to believe. How important is the art? The heart is the pump that makes the blood take all the things that you he's need. He's such a stiff, he doesn't know he's being put on. Why is he's worked his whole life in medicine for this. So old-fashioned, you know, boom, 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 boom. Why is the beat old-fashioned? It's a built-in mechanism in the heart that is, um, it's electrical. I but remember this now. Like my homies out there would be more into looking after their heart if they had a beat that they could relate to, like a kind of drum and bass, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's so then serious. they would look no, after it and go, that wouldn't work. this is me art. Respect it. <laughs> no, you're way off base there. But why can't we use technology and let's say take out some of the bit, with full respect, boring, boring organs boring and stick organs. in like a CD player and like wicked speakers. You're like booming out. It's like a walking sound system. That would be wicked, man. It would be wicked, is what you say. It would be impossible, is a better word. <laughs> well, what about sticking a mobile phone in there? Surely there's space for that. <laughs> you just don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what do you think would happen to your body with the cell phone in there? Well, it would be able to answer calls and all that kind Come of thing. Come on, green light oh, thinking, Coop. You start to bleed, you start to get infection, and before long, if nobody intervened, you'd be dead. <laughs> Coop. That was when Ali G, nobody knew who he was, so he could get the biggest yeah. guest. He got Trump. He got Trump. Remember? The ice cream glove. Ice cream yeah. glove. Oh, that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> and my main man, Boutros, 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 Gali. Uh, but back to, back to 2020, the Babes in Toyland event was a charity drive, because, you know, you do it under the guise of charity. It's great. Where all the influencers got together to raise money, and they showed pictures from the red carpet, and I just I would loathe to be in that whole environment. Like, how awful would that be to be surrounded by vapid Instagram models? And we're all going to be taking selfies the whole time. What's the point of the fucking event to raise uh, money? Or no, uh, it's like toys for tots. You get toys, yeah, for the kids before Christmas. It's just a reason to get Instagram models together. Oh Jesus. I mean, you saw the guy who set it up. Did he look like he was... I like to help the kids. Do you think that guy setting it up was more about charity, or do you think he was more about banging the instant? Thank you. Yeah. How insipid is that? I mean, how ludicrous. It's it's for charity, so you can't knock it, right? I guess not. No. (laughs) That's how it always works. Um, There was a... uh, You should finish the story about what happened, though, in the 20s. Yeah, so... It's kind of anticlimactic, but still well, interesting. Basically, his wife is going, wait, what's this lease with this strange name on it? Oh, that's this girl. I'm just helping her out. She's struggling. She's struggling my ass. And so and she's like, well, you're responsible for everything that goes on. That's not very good. You need to get off that lease. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of starts figuring out something weird's going on. She's like, get rid of her. Just get rid of her. She's bad news. And so she moves to Vegas and that's when he takes the Beamer away and gives her the Mercedes. Yep. And so she's taunting his wife now, like, "Yeah, I got a Mercedes. You can have the Beamer, idiot. He's paying for rent on the house. Yep. And so he's going to go out there to cut them off, I guess, which yeah. is like, 
Uh, that's kind of like Prince Andrew breaking up with Epstein. Yeah, you got to do it in person. Why didn't he just? <laughs> he's classic. Just stop classy. paying the bills. He's classy. He's a classy doctor. Because this, this guy, honestly, this guy is pretty naive. Well, his, yeah, I think his, his dick was running things. Yeah, true. And dicks just make the worst decisions. Was the dick on the lease? Or I mean, was he on the lease? He was probably I, his name was probably on all that stuff. It was on the first lease I, in Salinas. I don't know. Can't remember if it was on Vegas. I know he was making all the payments though. So I, he, think they, I think they said, well, and her name is in the, on the car, but he was making all the payments, too. He goes out there, and of course, she's got a boyfriend by this time who looks like a pretty rough dude. He was, he was in a gang. He was convicted of gang crimes. <laughs> and so she clears out all the people, like, well, let's make him think that, you know, I'm with him one-on-one, like, he means something to me, which he and, doesn't. And her four-year-old son lived there, too. That's right. That's the other part of this whole story. She had a four-year-old. But then, uh, well, they come back and they decide that uh, they're going to go for a little ride together, but first they're going to beat him in the head and well, no, some feel, pretty good blunt force feel, trauma before they get in the car. I feel like you're leaving out some things. Remember, he goes to that house and then there's another girl there. Yeah. And he goes for a ride with her, which once again, Dick's making the calls. He's like, let's take this <laughs> yeah, chick know, for a true. ride. And that just set her off. That just made her go nuts. What was she, jealous? I, I guess she was. That's what it sounded like. I'm like How could so, you be jealous? You don't want to fuck this guy. What do you care? What she, she thinks? She, oh, I get it. the money. She thinks that he's going to start giving her money. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So there was an argument on the front lawn. Two hot Instagram models in C. Everett Coop. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad with what happened, but Coop, come on, man. What, what, what is the light going to go off? No. So Wake then they, the other person that lived at the house was the babysitter who was also a bartender. And so Coop picked them both up. Uh, from their jobs to take him home and he couldn't figure out the GPS system. So he's, so she took the phone, she's like, here, I'll do it. And then started scrolling through his phone and found a conversation between the doctor and her mom where the doctor's like, we should take the kids away. And the mom's like, yes. When you're an old ass parent's like, I don't know how to send an eye message. And you're just like, give me the fucking phone. And pretty, you take pretty it much. And you're like, okay, let me handle it. And you get it done in one second. So, let that beast have your phone. So she got so fucking livid because she didn't want to lose her kid, I guess, which I would have thought that would have freed her in a way if she got rid of that kid. Um, but so she started kicking them and beating them up and, you know, that that really, I guess, set him off, and that was the reason that he was murdered after that. How did, how did she murder him? Uh, by her getting boyfriend. her boyfriend to do it. Yeah. That's, and then they, they put him in the car, just, you know, beaten badly. And Brandon, this other girl, the bartender chick, is in the car, too, and she's like... Fro- just frozen, yeah. Brandon, here's the thing, too. She was saying things to the boyfriend, like... Um, I, you know, you can't, you can't do this, like, kind of taunting him, right? And saying, I've seen... Um, I've seen bigger guys than you beat up people and really taunting him to the point where he's like, all right, I'm going to kill this old man then. Prove you wrong. And they dump his body in the Mercedes in the desert. Why'd they leave a Mercedes there, by the way? Uh, well, he claimed he lit it on fire, too. And he oh, did. that's right. some, yeah. too, old they, man? Which never didn't works. have any lighter fluid. He tried to light the seat on fire. Dope. And, of course, it's not going to stand fire, you idiot. Total Get dope. some lighter fluid and come back. Yeah. Oh, that was the other thing, too. He kept, <laughs> that's what it was. The doctor was going to cut her off. And she's like, well, I'm going to call your employer and tell, tell him that I found child porn on your phone. Oh, that's and right. And that, that sounded fucking like... cunt. That, that was like the first time he really fought back. He's a child psychiatrist. It would pretty much end his career. Uh, yeah. And so he really fought back. And that's when he went upstairs and locked the door. And then she had the boyfriend break the door down. And that's really... I'm not a pedophile. I'm a cool guy. And it was all bullshit. Obviously, no child I mean, porn. I mean, the last... The last eight, ten hours of his life. Oh, my nightmare. God. Total nightmare. Just... Uh, and, and then, so then she takes off, 
and she gets a new place. How'd she get the new place, by the way, with her with, kid? With his credit card. Oh, that's how they, she got they it. They bought the cleaning supplies to clean up the murder. That's right. With his credit card. Idiot. And then she goes on no, trial. She may even though you hoes took credit cards until recently. So this 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 girl with a hundred thousand followers doesn't make any money of her own. She has to use his money all the time. Well, I remember she was spending a lot of money on drugs. She was getting drugs from the doctor too. He was writing scripts mm-hmm. for for painkillers. I still couldn't figure out why didn't she? Have, it seemed like she had no money of her own. He paid for everything. I, I, she had. I really. He paid think, rent. He paid the bills. He paid for the car. He paid the car insurance. But there's that one part where the babysitter slash roommate said that she could get money out of any guy. Like she would just walk up and down the strip and hit on visitors and get money out of them. But obviously, her big, her big. Well, they call them the what whale. A loser. She's just another America's oh, guest. Totally she thinks she's fucking she's America's hot. guest. She's, yeah, she's hot. So everyone should pay for her all the time. She's very entitled. And then, yeah, she goes to court and she's smirking the whole time in court and smiling because she thought, I guess she was going to get off because she's hot. Yeah, she was trying to flirt with the cops and stuff. And and by the way, at this point, when she's in the prison orange, yeah. doesn't look so hot. No. Not so hot anymore. Part of that's because she got pregnant. And she had no makeup. She had a baby while in jail. <laughs> she did. She really, without makeup, she doesn't look that great. No. I never. I didn't think she was that pretty in the first place, but she well, had this sh- body. That shot in the upper left, Brandon, is the one they kept showing on 2020. This I'm one like, with her hands up yeah, on her hair. She does not look good there. No. I mean, if you're if you're seventy two and you're you're a uh, just a chumpy old man, you know, he's kind of fat and bald and just maybe he, he looks he looks seventy one going on eighty one. <laughs> he does. I mean, he looks like C. Everett Coop in really bad shape. That's awful. C. Everett Coop, if he really let himself go. <laughs> I mean, she might be worth if you're that guy spending seventy five thousand dollars on, but not seven hundred and fifty. Oh, and the poor widow. God. But anyway, yeah, they so they She's find her bitch. at that place and arrest her, and she, you know, so now what did she end up getting? Twenty five years? Yeah, she was just sentenced like two months ago. I, how do you? Th- I don't know. If you watch enough true crime, it's just so amazing the way people think they're going to go away with these things. What the? Using his credit card to get the cleaning supplies, and they left a big giant blood stain. Yeah. Oh, it's wine. Yeah, like they're not going to check. She legitimately thought they were never going to find that car. It was right there out in the open in the desert. I know. Of course somebody's going to find it. I have actual audio from the uh, detective here. When the charges first started <laughs> showing up on my credit card, I thought, this is fucking fraud. But then it looked a little bit closer at what was being purchased. Beer. <laughs> Jaeger. Lube. Magnum condoms. Whippets. Business cards. And that's when I realized you were leaving me a trail of fucking breadcrumbs. Well, on 48 Hours, they had a 40-year-old cold case where this husband comes home from work. He, they had moved from, was it Colorado to... They were, they were both originally from here. Did you know that? Brighton, was it? Uh, Brighton, New York is where the murder happened, but I believe... I thought they're... the murder was in Rochester, New York. Okay. I, I got it. You thought they think, were from Rochester? I think those, those areas must be close, but they're. I think they're originally from here and went to Western and Mount Clemens. Mount Clemens. There you go. Well, anyway, they moved to uh, to New York and looked like they were living pretty well. Mm-hmm. And this guy was working at Kodak, and then Kodak found out that you don't have this advanced degree you have on your resume, and they fired him. Yep. So I think he had started another job, and one day he comes home and. 
Oh my God! There's an axe in my wife's head. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that, like that happens. Whammo. That happens all the time. Yeah, and you know what else? It's his axe. Oh, what? How weird is that? That the, the the burglar came in and used his axe to kill her. Thank God he knew where it was. And then there's <laughs> I'm not an axe murderer. You know. And then of course there's all these valuables spread out all over the place, like they were going to run off with a tea set. Yeah. And uh, and all her credit cards, but. They didn't take him. They just said, oh, let's just leave all this shit and just leave the dead body behind. What the fuck? Telltale sign, right? Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Well, so The, the of course, sad part is the kid was there, right? The three-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. So the, um, the detectives immediately knew that this is not a robbery because robbers don't leave all the stuff, mm-hmm. and they don't go after tea sets either. Yeah. And so I guess they just, they just felt they didn't have enough. And they just let it go, let it go, let it go. And there were people in her family that just kept, you know, saying, hey, what about, are we ever going to look into this? And they, I think as time wore on too, everybody just kind of came to the conclusion, which they should have come to immediately, was that it's him, of course it's him. And they just blamed it on this other guy that was uh, a real creep who lived nearby, mm-hmm. but it just didn't make any sense. He wasn't, he wasn't violent. He committed a lot of crimes, but not anything like that so i think between him lying about the job at kodak and a couple other things they just determined that he did it and they tested a lot of stuff 40 years later and there was no no one else yeah no one else's dna DNA came up and there was just no way and I, i thought god that's a really scant case as far as as far as evidence goes Yep. but who Who else would do it yeah it was really that that three and a half year old too. The description she gave to the detectives. Yeah, like there well, was a guy in bed with mommy because you know it's kids three and a half. The kid doesn't know. They're like, uh, what did that other person look like? It's like he was full of colors. Which they were like, what? And now they think that it was really just the mom. She was all bloody, all bloody. Which how fucked up is that? But he was he was convicted and uh, twenty five to life. Later, yeah. wow. His poor wife who married him after this all happened. And of course, I never told her about the, what? what happened to the first wife. Ah. That's pretty weird. Ah, it's in the past. He's moved on. <laughs> He's moved what on, the man. Fuck? What do you want him to do? It seems like well something you ought to just clear up. <laughs> how do you think he clears that up? Oh, well, I mean, how did he? The daughter was still around, right? Yeah. So how did he explain to the her? Daughter the daughter supported him, too. So the daughter was, you know, oh, my God, he didn't do it. Of course he didn't do it. Which I, I get. Yeah, I know. You're going to do that. There was a case like that here. Yeah, actually, it was in Michigan. It's on, did I tell you guys about the show Calls from the Inside on ID? Yeah. I think we've talked about it before. <laughs> yeah. It's great because it's it's cases that are helped, that part of the solving the case has to do with the people using the prison phones, which yep. are recorded. Yep. Anyway, this prick... Marries this really nice girl. Um, I can't think of her name. Oh, um, I mean, there's nothing terribly unique about either one of them, but they get married and they start a family and they get the two kids. And then he just can't hold a job. He just can't keep a job. He doesn't look very hard for jobs. And she sort of has her dream life. She just wanted to be a mom and raise kids and, you know, have a nice house and all that. And she's pretty much got that. Except, Crazy, just like being out in the real working world, working a real job, like exactly. getting out of the house, it just exhausts you. It no, really does. It's, yeah, it's tiring, but she was happy, except for the fact that she's got this 200-pound load in her house that does nothing. Absolutely nothing. She's exhausted. Working's hard. So she divorces him, and then um, out of the clear blue sky, I'm trying to think of the circumstances of the murder. Uh 
I think she just didn't show up for work or something. And somebody went over there and found her dead body and it was brutal and all that. But anyway, he was the suspect right away, but they just didn't, they just didn't have, they couldn't nail him in any way. They didn't have anything specific. He had an alibi. His mom was his alibi and his mom, this is pretty cool. They interviewed his mom before he talked to her. So the mom said, oh, yeah, I think he went out to let the dog out about 2 o'clock in the, in the middle of the night or something like that. But then when the grand jury gets, gets her, she's change. like, no, I don't remember anything. No, he would never let the dog out. In the middle. I mean, she just completely changed her story. Oh, and so they were like, hey, you know what? Uh, you know, you could not charge with perjury, lady. And she's just protecting her kid. And then eventually his brother tells the mom that um, I think he killed his wife. And she's like, wow. Good for the brother. Because the brother went, they were just going to fish, go fishing or something. And the the murder brother, the load, told his brother that, um, oh, this is how I settled the divorce. And he shows him this knife. Yeah. And then he throws it in this body of water. Oh, that's while cool. While they're going fishing. Yeah, smart move. So the brother's like, ah! And the brother tells the mom, he's like, he killed her. And the mom's like, the, the bro- well, I, I don't want to hear anything more about it until I'm gone. <laughs> What? Yeah, she's like, because if I don't, fine, but not until I'm dead, okay? Because if I hear about it, it means it happened. I, I want to just enjoy my sons while I'm alive, and then you can just go get him convicted. That's fine. But mom, this is what he told me. I only murdered her because I wanted her dead. <laughs> <laughs> so the mom dies. So the brother goes to the authorities. Really? Yes. Oh well, you got to respect well, mom's wishes, I guess. He he had talked to someone, and so they got her to talk to him again. The brother and he's spilling the stuff, you know, in this recorded interview. And so eventually, the brother is on board, and they end up convicting this guy. And he's talking to the two kids, you know, who only have had him mm-hmm. because the mother's been gone so long. And the two kids are like, "Oh, yeah, is there anything you need for your prison account?" And he's like, "Oh no, thanks for asking." I mean, he acts like everything. He's like they called him King Compartmentalizer because he. If ever they asked him, like, are you okay, Dad? I'm worried about you. He's like, oh, no, I'm fine. So how's school going? <laughs> I mean, he just really wouldn't even address anything related surrounding whatever. And so the kids were still on his side, and they were shocked when he was convicted. And I think he got 25 years, wow. too. But that, oh, my God. what? Why did he tell the brother that? What a dumbass move. He got, well, he never thought his brother was going to rat him out. I think he wanted he probably to br- shot her on purpose. I think he wanted to brag about it. I think he wanted him to know, like, I took care of business. I took care of that bitch. Because he was just one of those controlling, super controlling guys who's like, okay, this is how I control things. You do all the work. I stay home and fuck off. And, you know, I, and his <laughs> I run the house. He's a stone <laughs> cold killer. And you know what? As far as telling your brother. Yeah, that, that didn't work out well, did it? <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work out well at all, did it? He's bad. Nope, not too well. That was a Michigan case, too. I really? should have written down the name. Yeah. Um, I want to say it was Western Michigan, but he lived over here for a while. Huh. Um, but yeah, that, that calls from the inside. I like that show. In fact, I got to tell you, one of the hottest chicks, one of the hottest murder victims I've ever seen on really? Calls from the Inside. <laughs> so hot. I think it's season one, episode two, or season one, episode one. I can't remember which, but I swear she's the hottest murder victim I've ever seen and she's a uh, man. You're this is saying a lot. I know. I'm gonna prove it. Uh, maybe during the break, I'll cue it up. I mean, my, my, was it Holly Maddox? Who was the Maddox girl? Was, oh, yeah, she, she was, was beautiful, she was really hot. This girl's got a little more going than Holly Maddox, but really? Holly Maddox was just stone cold beautiful. That's yeah. the, the girl the uni, 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 unicorn corn. killed. Mm-hmm. Um, this girl is 
She's every bit as svelte as Holly Mag- Madison, but she's also really buxom. Would it, she's got a beautiful face. Would it be Gretchen Anthony? Does that sound right? The COVID killer. Gretchen? No, no, no. That's not it. Was this it girl, killing for control? I think this girl is in season one, episode oh, two, season or one. season one, episode one. Maybe it's season I love one. I the episode. titles to these episodes. These are great. Or Calling could, all suspects. It could be season two, episode one. Uh, did you try season episode one? Your season two, episode one. You see mine, the, uh, this chick up here that's blonde? No, that's the, that's the COVID killer. Yeah. That's, okay. it's, uh, I think it's season one, episode one. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, yes. Am with... I stupid today? What is wrong oh. with me? Calling, calling all <laughs> suspects, newlyweds, Tony and Melinda are executed. Yes, it's Melinda. <laughs> oh, God, what a knockout. I, I told you this story. He was a big drug dealer. Oh, yeah. And she got, yeah. She got caught in the crossfire. He was in prison. He was in jail, and he's trying to Melinda run his Kotkins? drug empire from outside. Yeah, Melinda Kotkins. That's her. That's Just the Google her. I'm telling you, this is one hot murder victim. Let's see. Oh, look at the th- look at the fourth one over, Brandon. See that one? Oh, yeah. Check her out. Nice rack. And they had some video over too. When she's in motion and stuff, she's even prettier. She's in motion. <laughs> I mean, this is a f- Unlike today, <laughs> that's, a pi- that's a picture. I mean, you know what I mean. I know. <laughs> she's very photogenic, but I like her better in motion. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, no, it was terribly sad. I mean, I'm not trying to be no, but she's the still, crime. She's I mean, still very attractive. I was very upset about yeah. it, but she still was the hot, possibly the hottest murder victim I've ever seen. She's no longer available. It's unfortunate. And what I couldn't figure out was in her her. Dad was like, uh, I think she's just going to get over this guy. I guess she just likes him because he's dangerous and all that. But And then the father, after there was a shoot-up in the house. Oh, boy. And Tony, like, stuck his hand out. Yeah. And the guy blew off three of his fingers. So Tony's like, hey, I guess I lost three fingers. Still selling drugs. Still selling huge quantities of drugs. So the father's like, the father-in-law to him is saying, you know, can you move the drugs out of your house where my daughter lives and do that somewhere else? Like, well, I don't right. think fun's yet, but it's the perfect cover. But everyone, I mean, everyone knew this guy was a drug dealer. It was like so stupid. And there's the oh, yeah. idiot that killed him, that dumb fuck. James Tooley. Yeah, he, he claimed that he had gone in the house to deliver some cash to them. Mm-hmm. $22,000. I mean, these people were, this guy was a serious drug dealer. He's huge, too. Look how tall he is. He's like 6'7 or something. Yeah. I guess what she dug him so much. Anyway, he said that he went in and um, he, dropped the, he dropped the money off, and then he saw some blood and he just ran out of the house. Well, they had the house under surveillance because oh, this guy really? was such a big drug dealer. So they saw that dick face uh, guy that was convicted of the murder. Yeah. They saw him go in the house and they just see him walk out like like no big deal. He was not running out of the house. He was not scared. And then they they found they found some uh, video of him. I think it was charging charging some food and he's got the same uh, like satchel on that was holding the $20,000. <laughs> so he carried it in the house and carried it out of the house. Oh, come on. What an amateur. Yeah. What an it's amateur. not a man purse. It's called and, a satchel. Indiana Jones wears one. He got to take it home with himself because he killed them both while he was in there. Ooh. Have you seen the story about Melinda, Melinda Kotkins? Is that her yeah, name? Melinda Kotkins. Yeah, Google her if you're a true crime. If you're a fan <laughs> of hot murder victims, Google her. That, that tall uh, drug dealer, uh, now murder victim, the tall <laughs> Tony, murder victim, Tony, Tony Cooper. Yeah. Uh, remind me. Have you seen this James Perillo story? The guy who um, was ki- had kidnapped a woman. 
and she escaped and he was caught on camera and now all these other women are coming out going, yeah, that guy kidnapped me too. What? Well, let me let me. I did. In, I think I did a, hear the story, but Inside I don't Edition really know had the a, story. had a really good story, so I'll, I can cue it up if you have reads or something. Yeah, <laughs> if you do, I don't know. Um, I I know we've talked about um, Andiamos and White Boy Rick and Charlie LaDuff. Uh, they still have a few tickets left. They've got some meet and greet packages too. If you want to meet Charlie, meet White Boy Rick, and uh, that's just a good night in the town. Saturday, March the eighteenth, at the Andiamo Celebrity Showroom. Which, you know, they've had some great events over there. I knew it was a great place. But then when I saw that Fouts held his fundraising gigs there, then I knew Andy Amos was really special. Yep. And Charlie's got his one-on-one with White Boy Rick. It's a fascinating story. We've heard it a lot of different ways. But this is from the mouth of Rick. White Boy Rick, uh, talking about his life before, during, and after prison. I'd like to know more about what's going on with him after prison. Oh, yeah. I mean, I see he's driving and a really nice fi- car. And I know he's fishing in the, uh, in the Bahamas. Exactly. I mean, he seems like he's... Living it up, which is pretty cool. Not sure how he's doing that, but he's pulling it off. He'll, he'll explain on March 18th. Exactly. Audience members will have the chance to ask questions during the evening. Tickets are on sale at andiamosshowroom.com or at 586-268-3200. I think they had some tables because I yeah, looked at the... Yeah, very few, but yeah, there's okay. a few. So that's why there's more tickets. And VIP meet and greet packages available. You don't want to miss the real story. White Boy Rick one-on-one with Charlie at Andiamos Showroom. On March the 18th. And then uh, Luke Nowacki, if you're facing a big financial decision or if you're just looking in terms of how to invest your money or how to come up with a financial plan. um, A lot of people I find uh, in talking to Luke call him when they change jobs and they got this 401k and they can leave it there, but they don't want to leave it there. They just, you know, it's things like that. Little complications that, you know, he knows how to cut through all that red tape. Luke Nowak and his team at MFC Pinnacle Wealth Strategies can help you plan for all your financial goals, both today and into the future. Or maybe it is something specific, like I just mentioned. Call Luke at 248-663-4748 for a complimentary consultation to see if your plan aligns with your goals. Security and Investment Advisory Services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, separately owned in other entities, and our marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates. And how would you like to win a suite for the 2023 Lions football season? Just get to Lady Jane's today. People are fired up for this season. An award-winning haircut experience for you at Lady Jane's. It's wicked awesome. Imagine having a suite for all the games. How about that? You're going to make a lot of friends. That would be quite a bit of fun. And you will automatically qualify for your chance to live the sweet life. Just go to Lady Jane's for a haircut today. I qualified today. What do you think of the fresh fade? Thanks. Whoa. Oh, that's, uh, Thank nice. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go to the Lions game. Walk in <laughs> anytime. Lady Jane's haircuts for men, seven days a week. It's wicked awesome. And they've got locations all over the place. Brandon, if you don't win, maybe the winner will just invite you, too. That, that could happen. Or Dan Wetzel and Drew. Um, all right, look yeah. at this maniac. Look how if scary. Dan wins, I know I'm in. <laughs> look how scary that guy looks right there. And just watch the story, and you're going to wonder to yourself, like, how is this guy out and available to do what he's doing? The other day, we showed you this dramatic video of a woman running into a gas station to escape a man she said had been holding her captive for a year. Now the story is getting even more troubling. As Stephen Fabian reports, authorities believe the suspect may have been kidnapping and attacking women across the country. 
The dramatic video of a desperate woman's escape from her accused kidnapper has been seen across America. Now we're learning disturbing new details about the 57-year-old Oh, she's suspect. trying to hold the door James. shut in a business that he's trying to bust into? She runs into a gas station. You can see someone's just outside having a smoke break, you know? Not yeah. Not pumps or anything, but just sitting there. And this woman just runs in. Must have said, hey, I'm being held captive or whatever. So this person's like, what? And just runs inside. And he's right behind her. And that person shuts the door and is like face to face with him on the other side of the door. He's face to face with the girl he had kidnapped. No, no, no. I think that's, oh, that's the somebody else. Yeah, I believe that's oh. the person that helped lock the door because oh she, my God. she went and, got, and attacking women across. Like the you can, country. you can see it again here as he walks in. Video of a desperate woman. Oh no, Drew, you're right. That is the kidnap victim. Has been seen across America. Now we're learning. Yeah, the lady checks. Detail. She's just like, yeah, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, she goes in because she doesn't want to be kidnapped. <laughs> but yeah, that's the victim right there, barefoot about the 57-year-old suspect, James Perillo, who was accused of holding her captive oh, for a year. James Perillo was renting a room in this house behind me where he was allegedly holding the victim captive. Wait, he's running a room? Escaped. Running a room, and he managed to keep a woman. There's other people in the house? Yes. What? Uh, I, apparently. I mean, why other people renting rooms from that house? Well, if you're going to kidnap somebody, you can't just rent a room. you got to rent a whole house. Maybe that's the genius of it. No, that's not genius at all. How yeah, do you fucking do that? Creepy looking. He is really frightening. To the nearby gas station. Now, since his arrest, you gotta have more money before you kidnap somebody. You gotta be able to have a full house. That's bullshit. He's a serial predator. <laughs> if you see this guy, stay away. He's very dangerous. He's it's 2019 violent, video. Is unpredictable. Sarah Duma is an experienced hiker who posted that warning to other backpackers four years ago. She says she encountered Perillo on the Pacific Crest Trail, a popular hiking route on the West oh, Coast. I could just feel like something evil emanating from him. Former National Park Service Ranger Andrea Lankford, author of Trail of the Lost, says she has spent years researching Perillo's activities on America's hiking trail. So this person has researched everything he's done and wrote a book about it. The book's out there, and yet this guy's just out and about kidnapping oh people. Oh, my God. That's nuts. How is he able to sort of get these women under his control? First, he starts off by pouring on the charm. But before too long, the mask is going to come off. Yikes. And then the guy who was once romantic and charming is now going to be controlling, mean, and manipulative. He takes control of their finances. He starts threatening them violently. In this chilling 2014 YouTube video, he boasts about spending time in federal prison. What? If, uh, a cop pushed me at all, so I would punch him out, kick him, try to stab him. I have no problem with it. I still don't. Now, state police in New Jersey, where Perillo was taken into custody after his latest alleged victim fled to safety, are asking other women to come forward. Completely anonymous. Your identity will be protected. We just want to know uh, if you have any information. Authorities say James Perillo has been using a number of different names. It's Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I found an article oh, from 2019 that has a picture of him, and they're like, this guy's crazy if you ever come across him on the hiking trail. Oh, what? he is so freaky looking. And he's God, and he's, he's huge. still out there. But he's he's tall, and you could tell when he was chasing her, his strides are like the, the longest <laughs> strides. I'm surprised she's able to get away from him. Much better than this guy's strides. Oh, this guy who who killed someone in a drunk driving accident and tried Fucking to run asshole. away. Yeah. 
And he stumbles, and this guy just piles on him. They didn't mention, though, that he stumbles and goes face first into a couple planners. It's just an awful story, though. In the gray sedan. Stay right there! You see what you did? The driver was killed. Oh, His wife and their two him. sons were badly injured. I don't care. Good. In this just-released video, you see several other Good Samaritans trying desperately to come to the rescue. One bystander is distraught with what he's seeing. Justin oh, Gonzalez man. is the hero witness who chased down the suspect. Identified. <laughs> he did stumble, though. <laughs> yeah, but he's still a hero. I, I, yeah, no, I'm not saying I'm taking it away from him. And you're going to go there. <laughs> I think he likes being a hero, though. Yes. Never, never once has this guy said, well, don't call me a hero. <laughs> Instead, he's like, bring the cameras <laughs> Molina. Well, I don't know if he needed to be so that judgy. That I mean, is that really his job? I heard his boots hitting the, the driveway <laughs> of the neighbor's house. I was right there. So... I just automatically just took off running with him, trying to get him get him down. He was yeah, but you didn't need to because he fell. I heard it was face planted into a brick. Priscilla Cervantes <laughs> is still grieving the loss of her husband Alex. Oh, it's sad. Oh, is he the one in the accident? Yeah, yeah. left her. She in was a in a coma. coma. The kids were in a coma. Oh, Jesus! No. I didn't even know I was in a car accident till a couple of weeks later when I woke up at the hospital. So I didn't even know that my husband had died. Cooking is this guy driving a million miles an hour or something? What's that? Is this guy driving a million miles an hour? Yeah, drove through a red light. They have all this video, too, of him Ugh. being... You know, the, the bartender got hit with a massive uh, misdemeanor. Video oh, for serving showing him? the suspect at a local restaurant where he's scolded for being behind the bar. He sips one for the road. The horrific accident happened just moments later. The bartender is now facing a misdemeanor charge for allegedly over-serving Molina. Authorities say he had oh, consumed I've said I've been over-served before. I didn't know you could charge people with that. Eight double vodka Red Bulls. Matt Riley would be in a lot of legal trouble if over-serving people was a Did he face a plan or what into those bricks? I, know, I, think, oh. I, I think I could have caught a guy with eight double red vodka and Red Bulls. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd be so judgy. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. It was, it was a little over the top. It's like, look, your job is to catch him and stop, and that's great. You don't need to, you don't need to yell uh, at him. I'm rubbing it in on that guy. Rub it in a little more. <laughs> I don't think he probably had a lot of adrenaline. Look, he made him look at what he did. It's a good punishment. You know, um, what's uh, interesting about that, the kidnapping guy and all that, you know, this, yeah. these people, these dudes creeping on these women is, I swear, I, you know, from all the stories I'm reading lately, like I was watching CBS this morning, this story on Sarah Polly. The actor, yeah. actress, well, she was in Go. Yeah, great she's, actress. She uh, wrote something. She wrote a book, and I think it's being made into a movie. And uh, I don't know this part. I she was, was the like, star of Go, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. she was great. I like her. Little blonde, really good. Yeah. And Go. she's she's very uh, she's cute in kind of a different way. Yeah. But anyway, Sarah Polly in the interview seemed like a backhanded compliment. This is what. <laughs> Well, she's not like cute traditional beautiful. Way. She's I, I think she's really pretty though. She's no murder victim. No, 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 God, no. But I wanted a forensic accountant because at one point in the story, she said that she was offered to play Penny Lane in Almost Famous. Almost right? Famous. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that she knew, oh, no, that story's going to that story's gonna blow up into, that's going to make that person a huge star. I don't want to be a big star. So I'm turning it down. Well, so that's on you then. No, no, it's like, I want to turn it down because I don't want to yeah. be a huge star. Yeah, it's pretty lame. I was a big child star, and I didn't like that, and I'm a medium star now, and I don't want to blow up, so therefore I have to turn the job down. Okay, then why act? She really knew that that job was going to make Kate Hudson a star. I mean, 
she really knew that? Did she I really think, know that? I think Kate Hudson having two famous parents was going to make her a star. Oh, yeah, well, she was going to be a star anyway. It was a great, it was a great role, but she, I don't know. She was. It's funny. Nobody likes being a child star, isn't it? If you make your kid a child star, aren't you basically saying, you know, I want you to have a really shitty time for your childhood because yeah, nobody yeah. seems to like it. Seems pretty awful. Uh, I mean, they like the money and all the spoils, and they get pretty used to all that. But oh, Corey Feldman liked it. He's doing pretty good. He's touring uh, nationally. He's got a lot of issues what? though. He's also been named the comeback king. He's also getting boo food. Along with Haim from Sheen and others, allegedly. But yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, she um, she talked about uh, being raped when she was sixteen, and oh, I forgot nice. what she was working on. But it had something to do with some project she was doing. And then I'm reading about Paris Hilton was raped when she was fifteen because she was staying with her grandmother <laughs> in Palm Springs, and she used to go to the mall every weekend, and she loved uh, meeting older guys there. And so she's giving, you know, I gave up my beeper number to all these guys. And this one guy wanted me to go to a party and I went with him and they made us drink uh, wine coolers or something. And she said she had a couple sips and then she didn't remember anything, but she this, knows that she was raped. This is terrible. Why do I believe Sarah Polly, but I don't believe Paris Hilton? I know. I, I was kind of, well, this is what, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to process is that it seems that every female along those lines, has some horrible rape story or sexual assault story. It's like, this is incredible. If this is the case, it seems like, I mean, we have a million rapists out there who nobody ever does anything about because Paris Hilton didn't mention this guy's name. Sarah Polly didn't mention this guy's name. Well, um, I mean, sexual assault is underreported because, I mean, a lot of times the victim doesn't want to But it sounds think. like it's madly underreported. I mean, I, I don't know if, like, the stories are exaggerated sometimes or it's I, something in the uh, middle or I, what I, it is. I, I, Boy, I, I feel bad, but I really feel like Paris Hilton's story is, over, is exaggerated. There well, were so many of them this weekend, because there was also the one where she said that Harvey, Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein almost raped yeah, me. It was then, all in the same, the same interview Oh, she was did. it? Okay, yeah, I keep but seeing still. all these uh, different headlines like, Paris Hilton uh, has 20 male eggs frozen. She's yeah. just hoping for a female. You know, okay. I, I was I was reading this the Paris Hilton story, and I'm like, it's all about her comeback. And I'm like, her comeback? Comeback to what? Comeback to what? And comeback, f- what is she, what do you mean comeback? Because, okay, she did this, the show with Nicole Richie. Which was It was kind of popular. Success, yeah. It was pretty popular. Yeah. But she was being Paris Hilton. Yeah. She was being like an obnoxious Paris Hilton. In fact, I don't know if it could be made today. <laughs> because they make fun of Southerners and stuff. I mean, it's yes, really, yes. it's a little snobby. But uh, anyway, so I'm like, come back. And then they mention, oh, the documentary. And she's got a memoir. And I'm like, but well, that's her, all about her. Her job now is being a victim. Yeah. And yeah. Th- and that was the other thing was she testified on Capitol Hill about what happened at boarding school and how at boarding nice school. <laughs> at boarding school. Remember, that's where she did the photo shoot with, in that door. And the, all the people are taking pictures of her. She's like, you understand, guys, this is really tough. Oh, yeah. Before she, before she well, on Capitol Hill. Like, we, we listened to some of her podcasts with Carl, you know, when she was being so intense about her, her testimony on Capitol Hill and she was, she was breathing really hard. It was weird. Well, but, here's why I don't believe her because in that story, this is what she said about the rape. She says, these guys invited us to the house. They're drinking these berry wine coolers. One of the older guys was insistent that she drank the wine they were providing. I didn't drink or anything back then. But then when I had maybe one or two sips, I just immediately started feeling dizzy and woozy. I didn't know what he had put in there. I am assuming it was a roofie. 
Okay. She said she woke up hours later and knew something had happened to her. I remembered it. I had visions of him on top of me covering my mouth, being like, you're dreaming, you're dreaming, and whispering that into my ear. It sounds, I hate saying it, it sounds very sensationalized. I I thought it all sounded weird. Sounds like it's from a movie or something. Here's the other thing I thought was weird. In the same interview, she talks about uh, going to boarding school in Utah and how they would wake her and the yeah. other girls up at three o'clock in the morning and take them for a medical exam, and then they would put their fingers inside them yeah. and then they put them back to bed. And I'm like, they weren't even they weren't even doctors; they were just people staff. Yeah. And how many of the other what? boarding school students have come forward since she made that claim in the documentary? I, I just. I'm so sick of Paris Hilton and like the word comeback being associated with her. I was like, oh no, no, why? Hey, what does she do? She doesn't do anything and she didn't do anything. Nostalgia's and, huge though. And the, yeah, you're likes, right. Everybody likes a good nostalgia act. But maybe for five minutes, you know, one magazine, where are they now? And then go back away. Yeah. Uh, the other part of the story that just, I just wanted to fucking throw up was she's like, I, I didn't tell my parents uh, about the baby. And I'm like, what do you mean she didn't tell her parents about the baby? Oh, because she, she had a surrogate yep. give birth because she wouldn't want to ruin her, you know, Pussy. lady parts yeah. or anything. Why don't you go back to your lady home parts. on Whore Island? <laughs> I'm just assuming that's the reason. Lady parts. I don't know. Was there a reason she used a surrogate other than that that I don't no, know about? No, it's the only reason. No, it's because she's rich, and I don't want to be pregnant ill. Yeah, I don't want that thing coming through there. Gross. So anyway, she's talking about, oh, she loves her baby. Her baby's the best baby, of course, because it's her baby. And that at night, to help the baby go to sleep, she sings... Um, stars the stars are, blind. are The Stars Are Blind. <laughs> she sings The Stars Are Blind. Around. I'm like, of all the fucking songs you could sing a baby to go to sleep, do you really think that your moderate hit, The Stars Are Blind, is the best song to sing? How stuck on yourself are you? That's ridiculous. It's the only song she ever sings. Sing Rockabye to. Baby or something. Don't sing fucking The Stars Are, are blind. blind. Oh my God. Ridiculous. My kid probably hates that song. Stars are blind. I know. Like, what the? Is like she just trying to plug the song one more time? Probably. Well, I don't believe that she does that either, though. That just seems ridiculous. I know, it did. Paris Holy. is like a fart in a mitten. You know it's there. You can't stand it, but you can't get rid of it. Is, is that the song that's going to make a kid go to sleep, too? No. Unless but, a kid pretends to go to sleep, so she'll stop singing it. But you know, honestly, this, um, this business of being raped and sexually assaulted it seems like it's like there's two stories every day about somebody new saying this and i'm like i'm not sure how to process this sounds like a ripoff of uh tide is high yeah or every other pop reggae song yeah. her voice is horrible it's yeah. like, she sounds down. like britney doesn't she it's fake what a piece of shit song. Nice singing to a baby. Do you know before the Super Bowl, she and Miley Cyrus sang this at some kind of like, yeah. why? Uh-huh. This is the only thing she ever sings. Oh, was this when she came out on New Year's Eve? She sang that yeah, too. Yeah, she sang Dolly New Parton. Year's Eve too. <laughs> that, that, this is the why? song she sang then too, I, but she did a Super Bowl party. Why would someone want her to sing at a Super Bowl? I mean, or a I, New Year's Eve party? What? Nostalgia. She's she a, can't sing. I know, but remember this famous person we all liked for like two years? I guess. I mean, she's still an influencer. She attends her social media all day, every day. She's constantly answering people, hey, thanking them for. If, if she's not at the Babes, Babes in Toyland event, you're not an influencer. Ugh. 
Um, the other one, though, related to that is the girl who came out to say, yeah, the Marilyn Manson story made up the whole thing. Yeah. Evan Rachel Wood talked me into making up the whole story. Now, do you remember oh, those stories, how long and involved and complicated those stories well, now, were? Now we know why they were all similar, too. Well, so now what do you do with that? So is Evan she's, Rachel Wood lying? sewer, right? What? I guess, yeah, he should be able to sue She's her. She's on I the think, record of saying she made it yeah, up. Yeah, she made it up. They investigated it. Yeah. They spent all this time on it. So it seems to me that is a crime. That's got to be a crime, right? Uh, yeah, I would think so. Defamation, right? Well, I mean, I certainly would think he could sue her. She I, knew it was not true, and she still said it and pushed it forward. And who knows you know, what he's lost as a result of it. But what about, does this mean some of the other girls? Was, because this is what Marilyn Manson said was, Evan Rachel Wood is planting these stories with people. And, and I thought, oh, come on. There's like four girls. I mean, really? And now I'm like, well, maybe really. There's still that 16-year-old girl floating out there too. Remember that one? The newest one? Oh, yeah. But that was separate from uh, from these big. Yeah, four that's that true. So no, I see. I think he's a creepy guy, and I thought he's that an whole, easy target, right? That whole Evan Rachel Wood thing, you know, when she turned eighteen, and her mom is like, "You are not going with that old man on a bus across the country," because Marilyn yeah. Manson was thirty-seven, I think. Yeah. And you know, he's like, "Yes, you are. You're coming with me. You're eighteen. You can do whatever you want." And she's like, "I can do whatever I want. Bye, mom." <laughs> and then, no, he's so mean to me. He was up to, and that. I'm not saying what he did to her. If she said what he did to her is true, that's that's criminal. Does it, well, if there was no permission granted, I mean, I, but I don't. I just don't even know what to do with it. I don't know what the police oh. do with it. Do the police go? Well, I'm just going to drop the whole fucking thing because this is going to be a clusterfuck trying to make this happen. He, it's an old story already. I didn't know that he did sue um, Evan Rachel Wood and the other girl, not the one that just came out, but he sued two of them for defamation. And emotional distress. Oh, he's. I'm sure he's lost a lot of money because of it. But, you know, he is a bad guy. I just don't know how many crimes he's committed or if he's committed crimes. I don't know what to make of it now. Well, he still has two, those two lawsuits, one within the, the girl who was 16 at the time and another Jane Doe who said that he raped her. I, I had, there were a lot of things in Evan Rachel Wood's story that I just thought were... <sighs> There were a couple times, and you know, didn't they go through her whole story on 2020 or Dateline or one of those shows? I remember watching that whole Probably, series. Yeah. And when they got to the part where she would go shoot the movie, and then she goes back to him, I'm like, wait a second. He locks you up for three days at a time and won't give you any food or anything, and you go make a movie, and he's not even on the movie site, and then you go back? Yeah. I, that didn't... I mean, I, I've heard a lot of strange things happen, you know, psychologically to people, and but I just felt it started to make less and less sense. And then, you know, she said her father rescued her, her father who she hated, by the way, because he abandoned her and all that whole complicated story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then he came to her rescue, and she moved in with him, and and she just walked out of his house, basically. Yeah. I mean, he didn't chase her, he didn't tackle her, she just walked out. And I think somebody picked her up, and they took her to North Carolina, and, and everything was great. But, um, I mean, not only would the girl have a problem, but if the girl says Evan Rachel Wood conspired with her yeah. to make up this story, to make her story better, then she may be in some trouble, too. But 
I don't know. I honestly, when this happens, I, I really hope these people do successfully sue these people, and I hope that oh, yeah. Dominion Systems successfully. I'm, you know, the more I read about the Fox News case, I'm like, I hope they do sue them. I hope they get Wild. a lot of money because yeah. they are presenting a story they don't believe, yeah. and there's a lot of proof that shows they didn't believe it. Yet they felt they had to keep feeding it to their audience. Yeah, that's weird. That's not going to put a dent into them, though. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, how many, how much business is Dominion Systems? You have to show damages. That's the problem. Sure. But I still would like to see so when somebody is lying, billion, some or somebody is presenting a lie or furthering a lie. I I hate that, and it's just so damn commonplace. It's like there's there's no way to stop. Well, they kept uh, that's the thing too. They kept putting on people like that Sydney. Um, who's that lawyer? Sydney Powell, I guess. They, even though their text between each other just ragging on her and how they didn't believe her, but they kept putting her on as a guest. Which, I don't know, it's more entertainment than news, so. Uh, and speaking of liars, Alex Murdaugh, what, do we know what the status of the jury is right now? No like, idea. Is the jury meeting? No, I don't know. Did they, did they do final, uh, what's, I don't remember what it's called. In the oh, end. final arguments? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't know if they did or not. Or is the defense, done, or the prosecution done grilling him? I think him? they are done. And <laughs> How did you think he did on Friday? I watched a lot of it. <laughs> I mean, I, he's so busy explaining lie after lie after lie after lie. It's like, how can you believe anything he says? He's so comfortable up on that stand. Though, no, he is. That, that it comes I across agree. really well. But um, and it was kind of frustrating at times watching because the guy did it right. And it's yeah. frustrating watching him because he seemed to get the better of the prosecutor at times, except for the fact that his fucking story that he's making up is ridiculous. Well, it's insanely stupid. I have a hard time suggesting or believing that he won anything because he, he's he lied about everything. He lied. I mean, he lied to the cops. He lied to the investigators. They bust him in the lie with that piece of tape. And he's like, yeah, that's my voice. I was there. Oh, it's crazy. So he admits the lies because he has to. Well, I, the, I like the process. And he says, oh, but I was on drugs. So, <laughs> Well, he kept claiming that, um, you know, someone who could have done this, which, you know, he doesn't. I guess he just has to put reasonable doubt in people's heads, but he's just like, it, it, we're getting all these posts on social media um, that they were angry about the boat crash, about Papa, you know, Papa and the boat crash. And the prosecutor kind of went down that road and then finally said, So what you're telling this jersey is that this is some random vigilante who was just upset about the boat crash. Because yeah. that's his story and that's asinine that Papa. anybody would believe that. Papa and Max. The boat crash was. Two and a half years before that. Yeah. And the people Some that were vigilante. really mad about the boat crash were the other people on the boat. Yeah. That's who would like to kill him. Well, because that's the prosecution said that. So you think it was somebody involved. He's like, no, I'm not saying that. And so that's when, like, so it's just some random person who's mad. And they're going to kill the Maggie, too. They're not going to yeah, bother no, to isolate Paul. They're going to kill. I'll get up to it now. It's bad. But I, I love that. <laughs> I, I didn't finish listening to Thursday's show, but I love the fact that. Everybody's busting him now, going. You never called him Paul. Paul. You never called her Mags. That was uh, that was really a good part of the of. It was awesome. The prosecution busted him. Was yeah. Um, how often did you refer to Paul as Papa when you're talking to the police and you're talking to the investigators? Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll call him Papa a lot. You know, it's like no, no, no. You just started this Papa business today because it sounds really cute and it sounds really sweet. Like uh, yeah, empathetic exactly. But no, it was he. He started doing that to to gain sympathy for Paul. Paul. <laughs> so Anybody named. Pawpaw, you have to be in love with, and you'd never kill someone you call Pawpaw. That's the stupidest nickname I've ever heard. Or Mags. But they went through every interview that he ever gave with the police. 
and anyone else Paul, Paul. <laughs> never once called him that. <laughs> Paul, Paul. And now it's all he's calling him. Like, knock it off. <laughs> Go take some more oxys. How much was he taking in one day, he revealed? Oh, like, please. It's insane. There's no way. No. No. He's he's hiding money. I, that is so obvious. I mean, they, they actually had people on the stand suggesting it. Well, yeah, you can get up to a certain tolerance, and you can take that amount every day. Now, if you take 20 more than that amount, then you could have a problem. But if you take the same amount every day, then your body's just, which to a degree I can understand, but I, no, you but would it keep was... still stealing millions of dollars you don't need to steal. It, it doesn't, I don't know. I've never heard of anyone taking that many pills. I've never heard anyone taking that much of anything. It was like 10 times what Brett Favre took. And no one right. notices. Yeah. No one at the law firm notices. That's why I think, I think he was abusing drugs. I just don't think he was more than a, a nominal abuser because he was doing a lot yeah. of other things. I mean, he was, so he was pulling a lot of capers, and by the way, capers. For, <laughs> those, that's accurate description. Everything he pulled for a guy who is so paranoid that he's going to get hauled into this thing he didn't do, this murder of his wife and son. You mean Paul? So Paul. he has to make up lies. Well, it's interesting because he sure isn't afraid of these other capers where he is the guilty person. That's the whole thing. If he gets off on this, like say he gets off on these murder charges, he's still facing like eighty years in jail. I mean, well, I, I hope the jury does not think that way because I really believe he murdered them. I just don't have any doubt in my mind. I, I don't think he's bad. I, th- I think actually testifying was a very bad idea, as it usually is when someone is that guilty. It's insanity to be I, on the stand. I, I did think he did better than I ever would have thought he would have done on that on that stand. But he's a well, liar. He's a good bullshitter. Yeah, Trace the man Murdoch. Look at all the things he got from lying. Yeah, he's a bull. Paul, Paul. And he also had the guy fake shoot him. I mean, come on. I think that was his end game. I, I think that he wanted to maybe shoot Cousin Eddie back, kill Cousin Eddie, blame Cousin Eddie for the murders. And, yeah. yeah, and then he'd be good. But instead, he got shot and he didn't die. And I, Cousin Eddie got away. What a nut. So, um. I'll get up to it now. It's bad. It's my Adam Gaze. <laughs> Paul, Paul. Um, did you read about uh, the Dilbert guy? Yeah. Wow, uh, this is a really weird story. This guy just decides to erase his entire career overnight. <laughs> oh, did. holy Scott, shit. Scott Adams. Scott Adams. He's always been very outspoken. Well, you know, what I didn't really know was that there, there were newspapers that canceled him before. Yeah. Yes. Because he's a big Trump lover and also... He questions uh, the accuracy of the Holocaust death yeah. toll and just certain goofy things he does online. And he seems a little conspiratorial and a little nuts, but he's a great cartoonist. So what happened was... Um, God, just I said Dilbert has to pay the price for him, though. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Dilbert. He lost some people because he introduced a black character into Dilbert, <gasps> which was to sort of create some wokeness. In It wasn't just to introduce a black character. There were other alternative, there were other sort of ulterior, um, motives. ulterior motives, yeah, which people thought were fucked up. So anyway, he lost his shit, apparently, um, or at least this is what he says. He quotes this Rasmussen poll, which this is a real poll. Um, do you agree with the statement, it's okay to be white? Which is like, it's okay to be white. It's okay to be white? What do you mean? What's somebody going to do about it? Yeah. Well, surprisingly, 28% disagree. It's not okay to be white. And only 53% of the blacks who were questioned said, yeah, it's okay to be white. 20, 26% said it's not okay to be white. 
21% said they aren't sure. <laughs> 79% of the respondents agreed with the statement, black people can be racist too. And that number held for black people that were asked. Um, by the Fucking way, this white people. The kid, listen to this. I just had to laugh when I saw this. The Anti-Defamation League has denounced the phrase, it's okay to be white. They say it is hate speech to say it's okay to be white. That, well, that, goes, that goes back to the whole okay sign trolling 4chan. Right. But I don't care what yeah. 4chan says. You can't just suddenly say something is hate speech because 4chan says, fuck you. It's okay to be white. So people, anybody that says that is in trouble. That's not what's got Scott Adams in trouble, though. The, the thing that got him in trouble was no, 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 no. I'm getting there. Oh, okay. So anyway, this guy claims uh, this is all so weird. He said, you know, well, actually, previously I identified as black because I like being on the winning team and I like helping the black community. And then he said, it turns out that nearly half the team, the black team doesn't think it's okay to be white. So it makes no sense to help black America if you're white. So therefore, he starts making these really strong statements like... Um, the, the black team. Go <laughs> black! So then he says that you should run away from black people if you're white. I think you that's what Stay away from black people. Yeah, he's telling white people to stay away from black people, which... But that's I his explanation, say, is this, this poll, he says, when he read the results of this poll, he said, well, this is fucking crazy well, because they don't also, want me around. Well, he's also focusing on a small part of that poll, right? He's not focusing on... Well, the I mean, 47% is pretty significant. I'm not, I'm not about to say anything that Scott Adams said, who, but... Who are the white people that go, oh my God, the creator of Dilbert says I need to stay away from black people. You are a racist, Fahad. I, I, I mean, stupid. I don't know why he even wants to be mixed up in all this. I because I, I really think sounds he's like a, he's a little psychotic. I think he's another guy that once he says one thing and gets pushed back, he really digs in again. Right? I mean, you say that all the time. I don't know. I don't. If you provocateur, believe, if you know, which it sounds like he does, that the Holocaust happened, why do you want to fight about whether it was nine million or six million or three million? Or I mean, really? I don't know. What's the point? I don't get it. So anyway, um. Brandon had put something in the prep today, and it was from, is it Cut Magazine? What is it, Brandon, that yeah. poll, or they ask people, what are white people superior about, is that about at? circumcisions, Cut Magazine? I guess. I don't know. I guess it's from The Cut. I I don't know much about The Cut. I know that- Oh, it's all, what's the Wall Street area, New York Magazine, yeah. Yeah, they for women people. who want to view the latest fashion trends, read provocative takes on issues of- uh, politics and relationships. Yeah, so they ask uh, all these people, what are white people superior at? What are white people superior at? <laughs> exactly what white people superior at. They're real good at violence. Violence. Genocide. It's like stealing people's violence? lives just because they feel like it. If you are white and you know this is happening and you say nothing, then you're a killer too. What exactly are white people <laughs> oh, what? Insecurity. Pretending. Fear. Being fearful of nothing. Being <laughs> ignorant. Blame. Letting their egos control their every move. Superior. It sounds like most kids. humans. What exactly are white people superior at? Oppression. Gaslighting. Lack of empathy. Intellectualizing oppression. Did I say oppression? What exactly are white people superior at? Taking what's not there. Taking shit. Taking our ideas. Copycatting. Gentrification. Appropriating things that do not belong to them. Taking over other people's cultures. And making you believe that they invented it. Maybe they're thinking of it as repurposing. It's like recycle and repurpose. As my grandma would say, them white folk, they'll take it if you don't copyright it. They are very good at destruction of land, destruction of people, destruction <laughs> of humanness. Republican, whether you're Democrat, whether you're conservative, like white people are really good at upholding white supremacy. How about claiming that, you know, they are actually a whole separate race when actually white DNA comes from 
the black female. So what exactly are white people superior? Honey, lying, stealing, and cheating. Manipulation. Withholding information. Lying. Telling lies. And it's interesting because, <laughs> you know, I remember specifically being taught about civil rights in school. And, you know, let's talk about, well, it was, after we taught, I always thought, we were taught these things in school. I don't understand what what is so much, what is all the controversy about? But, I mean, specifically it was, you don't stereotype people as being the same. You don't broad brush people. And I, it's just interesting that people feel like it's just fine to do that about anyone. I, I don't. I don't understand. Um, You're a white privilege. Sit down. <laughs> that lady. By the way, violence? White people superior to violence? I mean, we're pretty good at it, but I think there's a lot of people in other ethnicities that are pretty good at it, yeah, too. I don't, I don't think white people have the, the... I don't think they carry the mantle for violence. I mean, I, I think we're all, pretty, we're all pretty good at violence, aren't we? I mean, if we're just going yeah. by race. Yeah, sure. Oh, I mean, they didn't... The rice court is so... They didn't seem to think we were very good at anything, but... Um, it is interesting now that, uh, you know, the oh, it's okay to be white pole in the results. And as I'm looking at that, I was thinking about how uh, the other day there was the story about the the woman was masquerading as, wait, was it Native American? No. Oh, it was Arab, a bunch of them. Asian, yeah. and Latino. But no one is trying to pass as white anymore. Everyone is trying to be either black or Native American or Latina. Nobody is, is trying to pretend to be white. And when that story came out, um, they were people at the end of the story who were saying the same thing they were saying when the Rachel Dolezal story came out that, oh, wait till they go look over at blank, um, as in some other organization, I guess, where there, I guess there's some, there's a lot of people masquerading as certain things. I mean, um, well, Liz, Liz, what's her name? Liz, uh, Warren ran for president. Yeah. Pocahontas. Um, yeah, oh, it's pretty funny that. that, you know, even when she's busted, though, she Ooh, never... Pocahontas? Did she ever apologize? Pocahontas? Well, no, she's... I don't think look, so. Look, she is... She, is it offensive? You tell me. Oh, oh, really? Oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, Pocahontas? Is that what you said? So, yeah, anyway, I, I had never seen that video before. Where did that... Where is that just on Twitter? Uh, Yeah, somebody must... I don't know how old it is, Someone, but it made the rounds... And then it's you know Elon Musk commented on oh four million views that's nice yeah well that's just through this if I go to the very beginning six million here yeah. that looks like it's new February twenty fourth <laughs> so comment ha ha I love this <laughs> oh, okay I honestly have no idea like what side that person is on I don't either right ha ha I love this they could be agreeing with them <laughs> or laughing like... at it because it's so fucking absurd I don't think they like white people it's just my uh, gut feeling imagine if you said those things about any other race uh... okay here's where it uh, originated cool so this came out from looks like the cut still two years ago so this oh. is actually a two year old video but it really made the rounds this uh what does white supremacy mean to you? Is that the, this one is? This is from the cut. Black folks talk about what white supremacy means to them. Yeah. Well, let's see what it means. Well, I think it's, it's the same, same thing, video. Right? Oh, it's yeah. the same video. Okay. Uh, and then Woody Harrelson got people all bent out of shape with his joke at the end of his Saturday Night Live monologue. Um, in fact, uh, I couldn't believe the... I got it right here if you want Oh, the, the Washington Post headline was, Woody Harrelson pushes 
popular COVID-19 conspiracy theory. Was he really pushing it? I mean, wasn't it a joke? I mean, it had a punchline. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I thought the monologue was just kind of a mess. Yeah, he seemed stoned. I, I, you know, I said <laughs> stoned. I just thought it was just all over the place. But a lot of those monologues are. It's hard to do a good monologue. I've seen him on. Oh, people were. It's the worst Saturday Night Live monologue ever. I mean, I could. The comments about him were hilarious. People are so fucking angry at him. That's it's so unbelievable. That's so funny. And then if the, if he wasn't allowed to be on, it'd be because of those beliefs, and the other side would be mad. Oh, and people were mad at Saturday Night Live too. Yeah, that's what I mean. They, you can't win either way. Well, some people loved it. Um, what he said was, he said it? he was reading it. Yeah, sure, play it. Okay, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea <laughs> being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. <laughs> The audience, was the audience reacting that badly? Because the, in they, they the story I read, they acted like the audience just murmured and were livid or something. Yeah, they didn't, didn't really... That mad. They didn't really laugh. Play the, play the ending again. I just want to hear it. The ending of it? Yeah, just so I can hear what the audience does. Stripped away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea? <laughs> Being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. <laughs> I mean, that part got it sounded a nice like laugh. Hand, it sounded like canned laughter, actually. Well, there was like... <laughs> I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea? <laughs> Being forced to do drugs? But, you know, now that I look at it, I guess the Washington Post, I guess they participate in clickbait, too, because they just say, on SNL, Woody Harrelson pushes popular COVID-19 conspiracy theory. That's the headline. As if Same he just went on there and said... I want you to all uh, consider this COVID-19 conspiracy theory. Here's how it lays out. I mean, they don't reference that it's part of a joke, which seems a little bit deceiving. Same thing with People magazine. Same thing with a lot of publications. They were very upset that it was a cons COVID conspiracy. Let me see the comments. Now, this is the Washington Post, so I don't think they're going to... Let's see. Woody Harrelson probably just thinks... Because he weeds up, he's cool. Yeah, nothing special about being high, dude. Get over it, okay? Stop trying to be hip. That was by far the worst, least funny episode of SNL I can remember. About as funny as his dad killing a federal judge and dying in prison. <laughs> oh, man. Because <laughs> he's responsible for that. Maybe Kavanaugh could come on SNL to do a monologue on that. About his dad killing a federal judge? What? Blackhawk 7, I'm not following what you're laying down there. Uh, sir, can you tell me your credentials in such situations? Your medical background, perhaps? I get real tired of the anti-vaxxers. I really do. They're the same people who refuse to get the shots and then cry their tears out when they arrive at the hospital from COVID and then say, can I still get my shots? Pathetic. What's not funny about a million people dead? Maybe change joke writers, Woodrow, or perhaps get one. <laughs> Woodrow. Whatever. <laughs> uh, did he mention schizophrenia, too? Um, I guess not. Now your stoners may have their own theories, but your genetic modification conspiracy theory was introduced shortly after World War II. As everyone knows, Nazis were conspiring with aliens during that war. This is just an application of genetically altering the creatures, as they call humans. Yeah, okay. Rolling Stone says, uh, Woody Harrelson spreads COVID conspiracy theories. Stop it. It was a joke. 
I mean, you don't have to like the joke, but yeah. I mean, they act like he just went out there and said, "Look, I got some uh, some things to discuss here." <laughs> TMZ uh, Woody Harrelson floats COVID vax conspiracies. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, that's ridiculous. I thought the report was released by the little-known Department of Gullibility. one. Crap like that is why people refuse vaccines and then die. <laughs> USA Today, COVID vaccine distributors, Woody Harrelson compares them to the biggest drug cartels in the world. <laughs> he said he was reading a script. It was obvious. Oh, whatever. Daily Mail, Woody Harrelson likens Pfizer and Moderna to drug cartels. <laughs> I guess everyone's in the clickbait business. Mm-hmm. Um, a problem in America is that if a person is a famous actor or a TV personality, millions think he is smart or educated or wise. Most often, the opposite is true. Some people even thought a lying con man who hosted a fake reality show could be a good POTUS. Now, did you get a Woody? Before the conspiracy theory portion of his monologue... So this is someone who actually saw it. Harrison promo Harrelson promoted unity, saying, the country seems so divided. Then he went on to make the problem worse by dividing the country even more with his divisive joke. <laughs> I love it when people read into a monologue or stand-up. Actually, the, the best part about that monologue was when he, <laughs> see when he put his manager on blast. He's like, I would never travel with drugs. My manager does that. And then he showed him in the crowd, and, and underneath it said, he brought drugs from L.A. and he's just covering his. I don't think his manager knew that was going to happen. Also, I, I didn't see it. This also led to people digging up the September edition of. Uh, oh my God! Who has Club time Random, for all this? Club Random with Bill Maher when Woody was on there, and uh, he said he also said things about Big Farmer then too. He's what happens when the "Don't worry, be happy" mentality goes into the ditch of irresponsibility. Jack White is an excellent musician. Now that's true. Jack Did White was great. God, yeah, he was fucking awesome. The skit in the jail visiting room was funny. It was okay. I think the skits without Harrelson were better than with. No, I think the one in the fat suit was kind of funny. He is that dumb. It's okay to joke about most stuff, but jokes that bring into question getting vaccinated are not humor. <laughs> okay, okay, Brett. Oh, All right, Brett. You're a joy to hang around with. I have a friend who listened to the people who said the vaccine was useless or dangerous. He died! <laughs> No, you didn't. Woody should come Boss to Cheyenne. Cal. That person did not do that. Woody should come to Cheyenne and tell his anti-vaxxer joke to my friend's three little kids. <laughs> I want a forensic accountant. Yeah, so. That guy and his three little kids. Oh, so whoa. Bummer alert. <laughs> <laughs> I found his monologue to be incoherent and rambling. Uh, well, I, I agree with that person. I thought it was a little all over the place, but it was, it was fine. Who cares? I watched it. Not just unfunny, but dumb. Wrong again, Professor Killjoy. Uh, all he did was use his celebrity to validate the deadly, idiotic anti-vaxxers. That's not nothing. I guess nobody likes to be funny anymore. They're responding to the previous person. Oh, boy. Did you watch the episode? I didn't watch all of it, no. Okay. I saw Jack White. Did you see the news segment, though? Um, the fake I think news. I did watch the news. I, I only mentioned because the guy that does the Trump guy just debuted like a Bill Walton. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was Bill Walton. fucking hilarious. <laughs> if you've ever watched Bill Walton do any basketball game, 
It was exactly like that. And that so, guy is the same guy that does Trump, Trump and he, he does such really, good impressions. He was awesome as Bill Walton because he would just talk about random bizarre things and then give the score of the game he's supposed to be broadcasting. Yeah, Bill Walton kills a lot of time during a basketball game talking yeah. about nothing. I like I like it when he does a game though because I don't really mind it either. I can see the game entertaining. Yeah. Oh, there um, it is. Can you want to play a bit of it for Drew? I saw it. Oh, you did see it? Oh, okay. I'm you sorry. You play it. I wasn't paying that much attention. the premier comedy show in the history of Western civilization. <laughs> Sounds like Michael it. Che, the Wizard of Weekend Update, Lord of the Lower East Side. Throw it down, big fella. Sure, man. So, <laughs> you're an NBA analyst. Uh, you also have your own show on NBA TV. <laughs> that I sure is great. And he's sitting up really high because he's 17. I am an athlete. <laughs> I am an analyst. I am a spiritual nomad. Mm-hmm. I am a curious nymph in God's astonishing garden. And I was just backstage in Woody Harrelson's dressing room. The second half of the show is going to be bananas. <laughs> right, so today the Lakers are 13th in the Western Conference. Do you think they'll make the playoffs? Michael, the Lakers have a chemistry that would make Avadeo Avogadro's <laughs> beakers boil with envy. LeBron, Anthony Davis, and the newbie D'Angelo Russell. Their on-the-court artistry moves me to tears. Oh, Anthony Davis for three. Great shot. Great. Are you calling a basketball game right now? I'm not calling it right now. Uh, my, my spirit guide, a headless Babylonian priestess, sends me flashes of what is, what was, and what shall be. So I'm calling a game that takes place next Wednesday. Oh, D'Lo with the layup and the lead is cut to six. <laughs> All right, so you must know the future. I'll ask again. Are the Lakers going to make the playoffs? A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, God herself birthed the tectonic marvel we call Los Angeles, Jay. Out of bounds, Lakers ball. The refs are going to take a look at this one. What we now call paradise started as a megafauna boneyard, but its spirit has carried on just like the Grateful Dead carried on when they brought in the noodler of nations, John Mayer, a poet whose only colleagues are the planets themselves. Big dunk from LeBron. Throw it down. God, I wish you could see this, Michael. Well, I can't. So tell me, are you the Lakers going there. To- I don't know. It was just nice to see a different or new impersonation that they haven't, they haven't done before. I tell you, the news goes on for a long time on SNL. Um, I mean, I remember when it used to be five minutes. Yeah. And now it seems like it starts really late and it goes really long. Yeah. Uh, Not that I mind. I just, sometimes they'll have three or four different characters in the news. I'm like, oh my God. But by then, I mean, everything's pretty much just throw it at the wall after Mm -hmm. the news. Mm -hmm. That's James Austin Johnson. He's he's really good. Trump is incredible. Um, That reminds me, Trump... The this is from NPR. Somebody sent me this. The cause of the accident, the train accident, was overheated bearings. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, as the train decelerated, the wheel bearings failed. Um, but there's lots of train engineers I've noticed on the View and many uh, who also balloon experts. Sure. Um, who seem to know whether it's Trump or Biden's fault. It, well, you know what? That's what that was funny. <laughs> I was talking to Lyd Duff today about this. It kind of is driving me nuts. And I guess this is just how everything goes now where everything's political. It's like, can't the country, 
unite around the fact that Norfolk Southern is really at fault for this. Uh, yeah. And, and they should be paying the price. They didn't and why do can much we be yelling at them? Afterwards either. And I don't know. Now, I, don't get me wrong. This administration has done themselves zero favors with the way they've handled this. It's been just atrocious. But still. Yeah, the PR has just been bad. If nothing else, the PR has been stupid. Well, why is Buddha judge? And now, did you know? Did you hear? There's there's waste that's being moved into other communities that the communities yeah, don't even know it's coming. Here. Our community, yeah, Michigan, yeah. Michigan, Texas. Yeah. How in the fuck does that happen? I guess because the company that cleans up the dirt is here. <laughs> okay, uh, but so you're supposed to know. Somebody's supposed to know. Yeah, and they don't know like how it was trained because it's supposed to be transported in a very particular way. Yes, and, and they don't know if it even was. It just showed up to Van Buren Township. I have to tell you, the um, the power outages, in a weird way, uh, I don't even know if I want to say this because I'm afraid somebody's going to take it the wrong way. It reminds me of mass shootings in that it happens, people don't have power. I mean, 900,000 people didn't have power, and they're like, oh my God, this is terrible. And then power gets fixed, and then people kind of forget about it. And then maybe six months later, oh my God, this is the biggest storm of, uh, they call this the biggest ice storm yeah. of the last 50 years. Not the biggest storm of the last 50 years, the biggest ice storm of the last 50 years. <laughs> you can't keep saying that. You can if you keep adding qualifiers. <laughs> there seems to but be a new qualifier. This is bullshit. Like, Our power storm. company is doing a shit job. And I don't understand oh. why is why aren't any of the, the important people that we elect, why don't they have any involvement in this or answers or questions or why doesn't we run on this do i'm care? gonna do something about it they don't care they're getting money from them well and they run ads too oh i i heard an ad ads for dte Drew. really don't remind me who you are because it's a reverse ad because i go you fuckers the most appalling thing is i heard an ad yesterday when i was coming back while you and dan were having a lovely meal yeah. together and i picked up food and it was a dte ad about how hard they're working and um, <laughs> shut up. But, well, it, but this, I'm sure this they is the, are, but that's there. The well, people first at the off, top aren't working very hard. First off, why are you spending all the money on this ad? I don't need to hear your excuses. I'd rather you do yeah, something. You spend with money that. on people and, go it, out and cut trees down and, or something. And, and it's pretty genius of them to say our linesmen are working hard. It's like, yeah, we know that. That is a really tough job in really bad weather. We they're, don't blame the linesmen either. No, exactly. We don't blame the linesmen. We never have. It's exactly my point. But they're, you know, it, it's kind of seemed kind of backhanded that it's like, don't don't yell at our poor linesmen. It's like nobody is. Nobody. Everybody's mad at the top because you guys don't ever do shit to fix anything. You don't get any better. You're you don't never improve. preemptive. No, this is the this is the power outage, flooded basement state. As far as I'm concerned, I don't know anywhere else where the power goes out this often or where people are unflooding their flooded basements, and nobody ever even talks about how to fix it. I know. It's, it's, I, I, seriously, I, I would believe. really think that a, po a politician who spearheaded this and actually got something done would be lauded for it. Yeah, but, but I guess that's too hard. You'd get no money to, to run a campaign on from. Uh, well, what's the fucking point of taking? I drew. I, I don't. I don't know. I, maybe I'm too cynical. I'm just not surprised by it. Well, it's like Norfolk Southern in a lot of yeah. ways because you know Norfolk. Well, Southern you don't have choice. Well, they give all that money to the Republican Party. Well, it turns out no, they give they give all that money to both parties. What choice do you have to not use DTE or to not? I'm not going to get my thing shipped by Norfolk Southern anymore. Who ever heard of someone choice when someone doesn't have a competitor? Why would they be running advertising anyway? It doesn't make any sense. I, I, it just makes me like know. them less. I don't know. It's a, a PR thing. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. I could not believe how many, not to mention the lights, but how many businesses on Woodward had no power oh, yesterday. Yeah. My bank was out Saturday, Friday. and From, from the, 11 to about 
13 mile. There were more than half Traffic of the Traffic lights on Woodward, yeah. And, Woodward. and the businesses were out. I know. To all those affected, I want to say we are deeply sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. They're sorry, guys. I can't understand why. Woodward, lights on Woodward are very well traveled. It would just be good PR, I would think, to fix that first so people don't go, oh, these lights are still out. And no one knows how to treat an outed light. No. No, they don't. Should, as if often as it happens. you're on the main road, they're blowing right through them. But you know, the Woodward Corridor has been a problem. Yeah. There's a lot of people who have been just out of their minds because they live in parts of the Woodward Corridor where, where the lights got <laughs> hot. The girls uh, keep looking at the DTE outage map. Not it because sucks now. Not because we don't have power. They keep checking out the school, their school, because their, their school's in an outage area, and they're like, maybe we're going to have a snow day tomorrow. Did you notice they changed the outage map? They did? It's completely different. I know now. there's a pop-up window now that says, hey, we're working really hard. Instead of being uh, like color-coordinated, you could normally just see it. Now it all has all these, I don't know, little flags. Wait, you got to get closer. To confuse you? Yeah. It's just different. I don't like it. Did you see Jean's daughter, Sophie, got married? Oh. Is she wearing a Kiss-branded dress? <laughs> <laughs> the guests paid a, a rather significant cover charge. Did they get plates? Did they get to keep the dinner plates? The ones who had dinner with Gene Simmons <laughs> did receive their plates. They had to pay an upcharge to sit at my table. They were given plates and a kiss collectible for my personal collection. And then, of course, we had to charge people because Paul and I were playing at the reception. So there was there was a concert, and that was an upcharge as well as the fireworks. Is it an upcharge for a meet and greet? <laughs> Father of the bride. And the rumors that the uh, wedding party uh, did not get in free are not entirely true because the bride and the groom had a plus one for uh, the wedding. I'd love to, see all what, pay. love to see how tricked out that limo was, too, with Kiss memorabilia on the <laughs> Kiss signage on the limo. Gene is, is blowing out this Kiss memorabilia from my personal collection. It's yeah. part of everything now. <laughs> know, really how much is. fucking shit does he have? A lot. A lot. Sophie looked spectacular. How Very old is she? Of her. We made a lot of money on this. <laughs> Sophie's 30. 30, yeah. Uh, Who'd she marry? Oh, she's pretty. And by the way, dinner with Gene Simmons, for those who are critical about it, there was only 60 people at the table. So it wasn't like we just loaded up the table to there's overcharge a, people. There's a head table at the wedding where Sophie and the, the groom sit. And then there's, what, the um, guest table with Gene that everybody paid to be at. <laughs> that one's longer than the head table. Everybody's got a backpack, too, for all the shit they have to take <laughs> for, their, for their, their swag bags. It's an open uh, it's an open bar for some people at the wedding, but the other people. It's an well, there upcharge. is an upcharge for the open bar. <laughs> it's not an open bar then. Wow, did you know what she does for a living? So no, I have no idea. Um, she's a singer. Oh, good for her. <laughs> TV. Wait, who was Nick Simmons banging that that really threw us? Oh, Nick was know. banging. Uh, was it Rita? Wait, I can't. It was the girl on Emrata's podcast? Who was that? Uh, his Who's she Dated Kanye. Who features a lot of famous oh, people. Am- Cody Kennedy, Annalise Schoenberger, Alex Esso, Kate Harrison, Amber Rose, that's the one. Yep. Amber Rose, as well as a couple other hotties. Look at the... Oh, man. Got to be a Nepo baby. According to Wikipedia, Sophie Tweed Simmons is a Canadian, American-Canadian singer, television personality, and a model who promotes body positivity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who is against body positivity, by the way? Are people against it? 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, good for her. I'm happy. I'm happy she's happy. You know who I am so sick of is Jack Osborne. I cannot look at my TV guide without finding a show Jack Osborne is in all the time. <laughs> yeah. He does a lot of supernatural shows. He and, and Ozzy have a show together, too, on Axis. I'm so sick of it. How many fucking reality shows has Jack Osborne done, and when is he done with the stupid reality shows? That's all he's ever done, I man. thought he that's was what, sick or something. What, well, he was, wasn't he? Doesn't he have something debilitating that would make it hard for him to do really you're not su- You're not suggesting. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want him to be sick, but I'm just saying I'm worried about him. He, has, he keeps doing reality I'm, shows, I'm and he don't think he's well. Yes, multiple I guess not a day, exactly. I don't not a day goes by where Drew goes, how's Jack Osborne <laughs> doing today, guys? Can you look it up? I'm really worried I don't think he's him. well enough to do reality shows. <laughs> He used to take care of himself. I want to see um, what he, what he, what his credits are. And what is Kelly doing now? Every time, I, every time she turns up, I'm like, look, Kelly's hot. Yeah, Kelly's right. got all this. They Madonna or something, and they changed her face for she, sure. They did. No, they they did. They carved up her chin and her cheekbones, and she's gonna ah. be a Catwoman. She used to look like Ozzy, and now it's just completely different. She's gonna look like a Catwoman. I still don't think she looks good. I still don't think she, she looks good in that picture. That's heavily airbrushed. If there's lots of filters or something, yeah. she might look good, but I still don't think she looks good. I don't think she's ever meant to be really pretty. I don't think there's anything they can... Th- the best Humpty Dumpty people cannot put her back together as a hot chick. Once again, she's no murder victim. <laughs> no, she's not. Hey, it's time to welcome our newest sponsors, Ghost Budsters. Small batch craft cannabis, Ghost Budsters. Michigan caregiver owned and operated by owners that actually work the garden and manage the operation to ensure quality. That's why they won six Cannabis Cup Awards. They're very proud of that. Each crop is meticulously hand-trimmed by actual growers that care and are very passionate about their trade, but their quality, too. Uh, Find Ghostbusters at your favorite dispensaries like Shango and Breeze in Hazel Park, King of Buds in Monroe, Vibe, all locations, Joyology in Westland, Green Genie in Detroit. All right. Uh, The Super Bowl complaints came in which are always fun. Uh, they had 103, not including Trump. Um, Trump was mad because, oh, she's the, she's the worst performer in Super Bowl history. This after insulting far more than half of our nation, which is already in serious decline with her foul and insulting language. What was her foul and... Oh, bitch. Oh, okay. Is the song a bitch in the title or I something? Think, I think he's referring to when she wrote Fuck Trump in that one performance a while oh. a long time ago. Wow, I wouldn't have remembered that. He remembered it. He remembered it. Anyway, 103 complaints. Janet Jackson got 540,000 complaints. (laughs) (laughs) Not to mention the complaints about um, uh, fat-shaming Andy Reid. Remember, weren't those FCC complaints? Oh, yeah, those were complaints. People were really angry that Terry Bradshaw said, Hey, waddle over here, Andy. (laughs) Which, which, guess what? He did waddle over there. And he didn't care. And he laughed. He wasn't mad. No. He was on the moon. He just won the Super Bowl. He didn't care if someone was giving him a little jab. Most of these complaints are about children, which, you know, and some people I noticed, I didn't write these down, but some people kept saying, every year I'm told that it's going to be safe for my children, and every year they see something horrible. I'm thinking, you know, well, then why don't you not show them the halftime? Why don't you take them somewhere during halftime? Who's the person that's like, don't worry, guy. This is going to be safe this year. We've been year. told it's really safe this year. And then, All right. Then she I've been it. fooled times before. <laughs> Children shouldn't be exposed to pornography. Where has decency gone? 
I like this one. She spread her ass cheek at the crack. She rubbed her pants where her labia were three times. By the way, I was wondering about the uh, plural or singular of labia. Uh, labia. That's hot. What is it? Labia were Labias? is correct, I guess, right? Labia were? I don't know. They sure. were? It's what he wrote or she wrote. How do you spell gyrating? Because uh, people are misspelling gyrating. Gyrating really bothers people. Gyrating <laughs> and thrusting. Gyrating. Thank you, Hawk. How do you spell that? G-Y-R-A-T-I-N-G. The halftime show was so indecent I had to turn off the TV because of the pornographic content. She sniffed her vagina on live TV. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> that person did, did not. I saw she did. Off. No, she did. He's right. Overtly sexual dancing. It was hot. <laughs> and dance moves completely inappropriate for children. The sexualization, genital grabbing. <laughs> genital grabbing. Sniffing of her fingers, oh. man pulling off his jacket, and then gyrating, all while singing lyrics far too inappropriate for a family sports event. Except she was all pregnant, and that was gross. <laughs> I agree. That was I gross. Wish, I wish we had this person's <laughs> number because they claim they'll not watch again next year. <laughs> the gyrating, and they spell it G-Y-R-A-T-I-N-G, so according to Hawk, Wrong. Right. Wrong? G-Y-R-A-T-I-N-G is not right? G-Y-R-A-T-I-N-G. The previous person spelled it G-I-R-A-T-I-N-G. I saw that. Um, the gyrating and rear-end and crotch-grabbing is far too much for broadcast TV. Every year, performers want to do some version of this. Please put an end to this! It gave me a boner. <laughs> I thought you didn't think it was hot because she was pregnant. I thought it needed more gyration. She, all she did was walk around. Perceptual air humping and glorifying being a stripper isn't child-friendly for the Super Bowl. America is better than this. I guess you haven't been around much. Shakira is pregnant. Oh, she does. She thinks uh, (laughs) Shakira was performing this year. Shakira is pregnant and was pumping her pelvis while holding her crotch. And another time, she and her backup dancers were holding their hands up the cracks of their butts and pumping. That was some old person who's like, who did the Super Bowl halftime Shakira, right? <laughs> that baby could be the star of show called Babies I Don't Care About. <laughs> That's going to be a popular show because I don't think many people cared about that baby. I'd say it, but I didn't care about that baby. I mean, I hope it's a successful birth and a complication-free pregnancy. I just want to say that. At least she has her own kids. Can we please have a halftime show where the artist doesn't grab their crotch or try to dry hump the lead singer? No. I really don't want to see 30 backup dancers doing pelvic thrusts. Also, twerking should rank up there with the (laughs) F-bomb. Okay. That person, by the way, who thought it was Shakira said they'd rather have Janet Jackson's wardrobe malfunction, which was an accident to this crap. That crazy dancing was making my penis soft. <laughs> if I were to go to a place where children were present and did these same motions, these same motions, I would be arrested. What? If they were thrusting, if they just walked up a bunch of kids and started thrusting their pelvis. There were no kids near near Rihanna, though. Well, they're just saying if they did that where children were present, because there were children watching, I think is their point. I'm not agreeing I with want it. to file an FCC complaint against Jackson Mahomes. He sucks. <laughs> Jackson Mahomes. Jackson Mayhomes, did he call him? <laughs> why am I having explained to my kids why Rihanna is rubbing her crotch? Wait, spelled it crouch. C-R-O-U-C-H. <laughs> and smelling her hand afterwards during a Super Bowl show that's family friendly. 
Literally, she grabbed her vagina and smelled her fingers and made a face gesture to someone. I wish I could have smelled her fingers, too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on. Gross. Oh, she's sure, pregnant. Yeah. Scratching your scratching your scratching your crotch and anus and sniffing your fingers makes me puke. Anus. Yeah, when you include anus in it, <laughs> the devil sequence was blatantly anti-Christian. So inappropriate. They're talking about the Rammies. How awful we have gotten to the point where grabbing your genitals and imitating masturbation is run during prime time. The group I was with were completely offended. What a fun group. Shouldn't that be the group was completely offended, not were completely offended? Group is a singular, right? The group? Yeah. There is no credible artistic expression associated with Rihanna's simulated genitalia swipe and then smelling her hand during <laughs> halftime. This lewd act only appealed to prurient interests. We have lots of prurient interests, though. I do not want to see a woman groping herself and then licking her fingers. I do not want to see men or women simulating the sexual act, especially thrusting at a woman. It was disgusting and terrible for any families to have to be subjected to without warning. <laughs> that was disgusting, and my seven-year-old will never unsee a grown-up performer <laughs> repeatedly grabbing her crotch and behind. Shame on the NFL. <laughs> These pussies shouldn't be allowed to watch the next Super Bowl. <laughs> Good point. It's not provocative nor artistic. It's all been done before and leaves no profound statement other than that the sorry degradation of the humans doing it. It's demeaning to see strip club dancing in prime time. Wider. God, I really want them to bring back up with people now. Just do the safest thing ever. Why don't they just, why don't Wesley Super Bowl just say, look, not family friendly anymore, okay? Yeah. Don't expect anything family friendly. Actually, that'd be great. That'd be good for them. No kids in front of the TV at halftime, okay? This Fair is going to be a wild halftime. The Super Bowl is an American tradition, and it's basically another family holiday. I shouldn't have to watch someone rub their vagina and smell it during the broadcast. <laughs> what's next? <laughs> I want to know what's next, too. What is next? I don't know. Wait, what do they do next? Uh, that's a great question. Maybe bear, Insertion? Bear anus. No, that comes down the line. Oral sex? We've had nudity. We had a titty pop out. The no. show really needed more boobs. <laughs> what if somebody, when they're rubbing themselves, they actually... Blew a load? Pull it out by accident. <laughs> Justin Timberlake pulls out his little wiener. Yeah, they, he's rock they hard. They blow up in their pants. And it's very apparent. Oh, oh. Weren't there complaints? Oh, shit. Does that guy have his wiener out? Weren't there complaints with Prince when the guitar, remember the shadow of the guitar looking like a penis? Well, there, I, I mean, there I were complaints it. about that. And then I, mean, I love always Prince. complaints. Who was the other one, too, that slid crotch first into the camera? I remember. Oh, that was Bruce. Bruce. Yeah, there being complaints about that. Oh, come he on. just can't win. It wasn't gyrating. <laughs> yeah, but his cry. Kids had to explain, or uh, their parents had to explain to their kids why that grown man just put his crotch in front of them. The song. Climbing is so hot, guys. Rihanna's songs were obscene, as well as Rihanna and her dancers touching themselves. Each of these dancers should have gone to the restroom before the program started instead of holding themselves. <laughs> what? Um, see, Britney's dogs got out, escaped again. Yeah, I can't believe she has a... Did you know she had a Doberman? I just assumed she had little toy dogs. Sam made a big point of saying that Portia, the Doberman he got for Britney, is trained in any motherfucker who tries to mess with her there is going to get their ass kicked. Oh, I'm blaming the victim. Yep. So, anyway... 70-year-old guy riding a bike. 
her stupid Dobermans get out, and they were found five or six miles away by a group called Dog Day Search and Rescue, who apparently Sam called, mm. and they found them. Meanwhile, uh, the Porsche bit some 73-year-old guy on a bicycle. So, what is it? They've got security. They, all the stuff, they have no kids to watch. They don't want I mean, any- They have no responsibilities whatsoever. They can't keep their dogs in the house or in the yard. They want everybody to be free. They don't want to hold those dogs <laughs> prisoner like she was held prisoner. Oh, my God. Those dogs yeah. don't want to be in a conservatorship. So is the old man going to sue the hell out of River Red? Uh, yeah, it's Jamie, it's Jamie Spears' fault some way. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. He let him out. Oh, did you see the woman who was charged with uh, helping steal Lady Gaga's dog is suing Gaga for the $500,000 reward, which, by the way, she did say no questions, no judgment. Yeah. She did say that. I think she should pay up. Hey, wait, they shot a guy, didn't they? Yeah, the one guy got yeah, sentenced guy, to 20 the, years. The, shot the a guy dog walker. He was in the hospital for a long time. She's demanding the money. Come on. No questions asked. Huh? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, oh, there was, there was a little more uh, <laughs> stuff on Madonna over the weekend. That Madonna is in a crisis of confidence. Oh, and they were saying, this is really rare. Madonna usually never loses confidence. But apparently Darnell, her set 23-year-old boyfriend, dumped her. Oh! And is dating someone, and I quote, closer to his age. Oh! Which could be closer. Could be like 50. Closer by about 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> and before that, um, it was her boyfriend, Alamalik Williams. Does she provide new names for these guys? She maybe say, your name is Alamalik. Well, she did for David. I'm sure true. that wasn't David's birth name. Alamalik was her 28-year-old bag of I guess he kind of got sick of her, too, and he went on his way. But uh, according to the source, she wasn't really serious about these guys anyway. But when Darnell left, it was right after the whole world had shrieked upon seeing her face. Yeah. You know, when they, they thought Jigsaw had come out from Saw. <laughs> and they all <laughs> were so scared. So, I don't know, maybe Darnell was sick of dating an old lady who looks like Jigsaw. Did you see She's bro- 20, he's 23. Come on, that's too young to be dating a 64-year-old. He broke his silence about it. Bye, Grandma. <laughs> Madonna, she is the living, breathing representation of desperation, I swear. And remember she tweeted, look how cute I am now that this swelling from the surgery went down. Oh, right? I'm cute, right? I'm cute, right? Uh, right? Don't I'm you sexy, go dying, right? Aren't I? But uh, anyway, the same sources said that Madonna felt she was upset and she was sad because she said when she came out on stage, no one seemed to care that I was in the room and it used to be different. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was different. Probably would scare the shit out of her. It was like, remember when you were like 35 and somebody like Tony Bennett would come out? You think Tony (laughs) Bennett, they were going to go nuts over him? And now everyone's just like, ah, boy, it's Madonna again. Crazy thing is Madonna oh, going to do now? Most of the people that are 25 or 30, they're not going to go nuts over Madonna. No. Are they? No. I don't think. No. Uh, this might have been my favorite story of the weekend just because it's so stupid. Was boring Austin Green popping off. What? He's in a social media feud with his first ex-wife, Vanessa Marshall. Huh? How yeah. uncharacteristic of it. That's is what it, I thought. It's about how boring he is. And he's like, I'm not boring. No, I think everyone agrees he's boring. No. But um, he knew he, he wouldn't win that fight. <laughs> he was dating this girl in '98 or '99, and she's I think they were engaged. Too, yeah. She's really yeah, pretty, she's yeah. Model. 
And she's like five years older than Boring Austin Green, too. Because I, I, I saw her picture. I was like, wait, who's Vanessa Marshall? What is she in, by the way? Do you know? I thought she was just a, a model. Is she an is actress, she, too? She's really pretty. Yeah, she's an actress. She was General Hospital for many, 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 many years. She's in The Rock! Oh, it's Nicolas Cage's girlfriend in The Rock! Oh, this God. chick is hot. Well, I was... What a, welcome to The Rock. I was trying to figure out what was going on because... She's also... You know how we know her? She was married to Corey Feldman. What? Oh, no, she was? Yes, oh 89 God, to is she a climber or what? Yeah. Well, Boring, uh, Boring Austin Green tweeted out, she had, she had made some comment. She was asked by someone about co-parenting, and she said, oh, no, we didn't co-parent. I raised them all by myself. Her son was born Austin Green. She raised Cassius Lijah Marcel Green by herself. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> we God, didn't co-parent. Cassius. So Boring posts that, and this is, I can't tell you how frustrating it is to read continued lies from a 50-plus woman on social media. <laughs> like she's in high school. So it's 50 plus, and I was like, 50 plus? That girl's 50 plus? I mean, she it looks fantastic. She she was in 90210. That's how they met. I thought she it's was like two seasons. I looked at her and I thought she was much younger. But anyway, so then he says, uh, Megan and I bust our asses. We busted our asses to give Cass a well rounded childhood since his mom was rarely there. Jeez. When will she just go away? And I'm like, wait, this is boring, Austin Green? Really? So she posted something back about how Boring and Megan <laughs> tried to get full custody so she would have to pay expensive child care to mm -hmm. Megan Fox and Boring. Boring. Mm -hmm. And so then Boring posts a screen. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> Why would they do this on social media? He posts something, Boring does, a court document that lists Marcel... Vanessa Marcel is the petitioner and Boring is the respondent to say in other words, no, you were suing me. And then he has oh, hashtag facts is facts. Oh, geez. <laughs> what, a, what a boring fight, by the way. It was boring. <laughs> so stupid. They're fighting over whether he co-parented or not. Cares. I love that it's that we all have to see their, their fight. And, um... Bam Margera was at a strip club posting stuff, so he's that's he's on the loose. Him. That's a good place for him. <laughs> he's totally on the loose Way now. To go. That's an excellent place. <laughs> um, and it sounds like is his wife now saying something like he she's going to have him Horse removed from, as a custodial oh, yeah, parent. Yeah. Uh huh. She's trying to. She's probably not gonna. You know, he'll probably that'll do wonders for his sobriety. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't drink at the titty bar. No. I have to say, um, lately, when I see him, when he's sort of, you know, on a bender or wherever he is, when he's not, you know, it's sort of like he's not being kept track of, he always looks kind of miserable to me. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's crying or it's just weird. At the strip club, he looked really happy. <laughs> this poster of the weekend, did you see it? safe space. He looks yeah. psyched. Well, who wouldn't be? Hey, who's who's sad at a strip club? You can't be sad at a titty bar. Oh, here it is. Yeah. I've arrived in Vegas. Here I Sounds am. Sounds great. Day of the Dead Festival tomorrow. Jack picked me up. One of my best friends, but he still needs that. <laughs> oh, wow. He looks fantastic. Oh, look, boy. Look, there he is. Look, look at that. He looks look how happy he is. <laughs> He's got his arm around two strippers. He is bomb. I honestly, my first thought was, why is that lady so clothed, that dancer? No, those are just, just tattoos. tattoos. Yeah. Oh, wow. But at first, look, doesn't it look like she's wearing a shirt? Yeah, she is so tattooed. 
Wow. That one's huge. Wait. Bam, bam. He huh. must be bombed. I don't think he'd have his arm around the one on the left. No, he uh, barely get his arm the right, I mean. Nose and jackass. Barely, yeah. What is up with her ass? Like, her waist she's looks kind of small, and then she's got this giant ass. I think, she, I think she's big. The one in front looks big. Too. Oh, that one looks big. Is that the same one? Yeah. The one on his, the one on his left. What big strip club is this? I don't know. Maybe it's a really body positive strip club. <laughs> Blubbers. So what did he say he was going to the next day? Day of the Dead? Yeah, Day of the Dead Horror Con. Okay. Well, Well, we can pick up some cash and keep the bender going. Got to get a paycheck, right? This was Larry Flint's Hustler Club. Where he (laughs) was holding holding, court in a VIP section. (laughs) Hey, did you see there's an arrest arrest warrant out for Kodak Black? Remember Kodak? I did. Yeah, I did. Who, didn't he have a sentence commuted because all these... um, Trump. Oh, was Trump? I didn't, Okay. I, th- I thought the um, owner of the 76ers was behind him. Um, oh, that's Meek Mill. Oh, that's Meek that's Mill. Meek Mill. Okay. Yeah. Then why was Kodak Black sentence commuted? Ah, uh, you know, makes no sense. I, th- I mean, he's was got, that Trump? Yes, yeah. that was Trump, he has wasn't a pretty it? Amazing record, and now he's violated his parole because he just skipped a drug test and then tested dirty. <laughs> tested dirty. Yeah, like, I, you, you know. Come on, Black, shaping up. I have to say, it's. <laughs> It's so stupid what they keep doing, and they did with Chris Brown too. When people get in trouble, and they just like, I just extend my probation. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're on this really long probation with some really strict rules because they're doing anything to stay out of jail, and then they can't hold to it because they can't show up all the time, and they don't really follow the rules, and so they (laughs) inevitably run into more trouble. But this is just a, a continuation of the same kind of thing with him. Yeah. Oh, I, I hope uh, that Joe Biden commutes the, this time. Oh, stupid. Oh, maybe he will. Stop breaking the law, asshole! Oh, man. Uh, hey, did you guys see uh, Trudy was interviewed by the Radio Days, the guy producing, I think he's doing a documentary, and so uh, his name is Ron Robinson. Ron Robinson, Radio Days, D-A-Y-Z. It'll be linked in the show notes. I watched it. You, you did? Know. She had some nice things to say about you. Aww. Yeah, no, it was very nice. I do think we need to clip a few things, though. Uh, there were a few things I felt she was not very clear on. Really? Oh, poor Trudy. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them I think will be interesting. I just think she she takes something like, she's like well, I don't want to talk about what happened in Sacramento. I don't know if I can. And I'm like, oh, Trudy, that's like 32 years ago. Oh, I want to know. I know. I don't well, I didn't even think the same people that own the station then own it now. So it doesn't matter. Mm. Boy, that's really cryptic. I know. I, th- I just think she's um, she's just she's following the rules. And Interesting. I just don't think they would care. She doesn't want to lose that severance I'm from very, Sacramento. I'm very, confu- <laughs> I'm very confused about what happened in she's Sacramento. Just, she just doesn't want to rock the boat. <laughs> no, she that's doesn't. Tr- I agree. That's true. Yeah. And I want her to rock the boat. I know. I, I don't think the boat's going to rock, though. A bad Because nobody's going to care. You're such a bad influence. Maybe she wanted to break the news here on this podcast. If, if they, Unlikely. If they come after her, then I will pay her legal expenses. <laughs> <laughs> that's what heroes, I think no here's what, what, that's what heroes do here's here's what I think happened I think she was the wrong party I'm like almost 100% certain she was the wrong party and she oh. just kind of glossed over it because she was just being nice well that's nice of her yeah I know I just I didn't think she needed to be that nice so who is this who's this guy that's doing these shows Ron Robinson okay I think he's doing interviews for his a documentary on radio. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm but looking at all the people. Trudy he's has the most views of anyone on there. Really? Yeah. Talk to Podell. 
Oh, is Podell in there? I didn't even see Podell in there. Mike Staff. Ken Calvert's on there, I think. Buzz Van Houten. <laughs> yes, Buzzer. This is Buzz. Uh, let's see who else. Dick Purton. It's a big get. Yeah, there's a lot of them. I just don't know. You know, I don't, I don't think. Art Volo. Heavily promoted. Paul W. Smith. Paul W.'s on there. I got a story that for might you. Be, that I might got a be. story for you after the show, by the way, that I'm dying to tell you. That might be heavily clipped. What? Paul W. Smith. <laughs> I'm curious to see what's going on over there. Yeah, well. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you after the show. Well, be sure to uh, give us five stars if you could on Spotify or on any of the platforms where you pick up the show, whether it's Stitcher or Podcast Addict or Audio Boom or iTunes. Always use some more on iTunes. As I mentioned, we have had, we probably had about 7,000 people have reviewed us, which is great. Thank but, you. A lot of you people have never reviewed anything. So, I mean, some of you I know it's easy and some less easy, so whatever. If you can, it's great. And, of course, our uh, Amazon portal kicks back us a kicks us back a little something and it's nice it helps to keep the podcast going and you can donate to the podcast on a monthly or a one-time basis there's a donate bar on the website and let's see what else oh yeah hall financial is our presenting sponsor and they want you to know if you're having if you're concerned about credit card debt and by the way interest rates may be going up again because Inflation was up a little bit January. Oh, yeah. And wow. that was a surprise. Yeah, and we, we just keep spending. The Fed's going to meet, and I, I don't think they're going to stop. But this will raise credit card interest, and that's going to make it all the more critical. So if you do have credit card debt and you're paying those ridiculous interest rates with partial payments, you got to get rid of that. But you can take a five-minute mortgage review and find out how much money you've gained in home equity and you can uh, close that in a couple weeks or less and get your money and pay that crap off. So whether you're looking to buy a new home or refi or pay some debt, get some funny money, call Hall Financial first, 866-CALL, or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. And uh, Trudy will be back tomorrow. And and she'll be grilled. She'll talk about her exciting interview with Ron Robinson's Radio Days on YouTube. Is it anywhere else about YouTube? Yeah, just YouTube. Okay. It'll work swiping on tinder the other day and saw a chick with the biggest fucking booty i've ever seen god damn that shit was huge i could barely believe my eyes man i had to cool myself off with a chocolate chocolate chip ice cream cone from ben and jerry's shit was actually fire no pun intended uh my buddy kevin from the secret service then brought me to the white house to sign some more shit it was probably more money for Belensky in ukraine but i didn't really give a fuck remember to keep it real and vote for me in 2024